Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey everybody, it's April 7th, and uh, this is Out of Darkness Into the Light, and I'm here with uh, one of my sidekicks, Johnny Galvin, and I say one of my sidekicks because I'm actually like doing four shows right now, and uh, if you didn't know that, it's because uh, we're not uploading them into our room like we should be because we have some technical difficulties, right Johnny? Yeah. We know all about technical difficulties. We blame them all on Illuminati. That way we um, can make excuses for being lazy about doing these kind of mundane tasks. Just blame it on Illuminati. So anyway, Johnny and I did this podcast back in late December on backmasking and reverse speech and the neurophone, which most people have not heard about. I have a friend that has a, uh, a neurophone. But a neurophone is a device that was created by a child protege by the name of Patrick Flanagan. And you could kind of say he's a poor man's uh, Tesla, Nikola Tesla. He wouldn't like that too much. But uh, in my deep conspiratorial mind, there are all kinds of uh, conspiracies hovering around and uh, above and below and to each side of <laughs> Patrick Flanagan. And, uh, but I do have some of these um, devices that he's created. One of them is the, uh, it's called a sensor. It's a medallion. And we actually went into uh, some detail about that. Um, a long time ago on an earlier podcast where we talked about etheric energy, because there's a chapter in a book where there's scientific research that proves that the design on this medallion actually creates a beneficial electromagnetic field. And, uh, but this neurophone... Very interesting device. It's one of the obscure ways that you can prove that the government is evil. Now, you know how you can do that, Johnny? Well, the neurophone is a type of mind machine. It follows, you know, loosely within that broader category. And believe it or not, it's a device that you can place on, has these little sensors that you can place on your temples, uh, you know, on your skin, and you the basic thing you want to know about it, you can actually hear music through your skin by bypassing your ears. Now, a lot of people, they say, I don't think that's true. Well, it actually has a U.S. patent on it, so it is true. But there's a lot of other things that you can do with this device, and um, I used to borrow it from my friend, and it is supposed to induce um, telepathy. And it actually did that. I went to a store with him. And we were able to interact a little bit, uh, and I knew something. It was like obvious what was going on. I was just going, whoa, you know. But um, when we talk about these conspiracies, well, what I wanted to say about that is the way that you can prove the government is evil is that this is one of many devices that are out there that the government knows all about. I mean, it's not overly expensive. And they could have, they could have cheaper versions of this device 
you know, you know our uh, our schools. And there's all kinds of things out there, which most people are not aware of, that can accelerate learning. And uh, if you look into some of the better methods of homeschooling, uh, you start to learn right away that things are being done deliberately the wrong way. Last night I did a uh, kind of a, a Hoaxbusters uh, after show with Chris Kendall, and we were talking about what I call microengineering, where everything is designed across the board to be done the wrong way. And the reason that people don't think about this is because they haven't thought about it. <laughs> and uh, you can always come up with a better way to do everything, if you think about it. And you go, well, hold it, this isn't that hard. So the only other possibility is that the government is stupid, you see. But are they stupid? Oh, no. They know a better way to do everything. It's all designed that way, just like everything is designed to fall apart. And one of the more obscure purposes of all this is to actually frustrate you. We've talked about recently with Jobber Ring, how a lot of people are kind of living in a delusional reality and trying to convince themselves in this society that they're, they're really happy. You know what I mean? And so <clears throat> they're surrounded by frustration all day long because everything's done the wrong way. And uh, they're in denial of all this. What we were talking about last night, uh, this is a huge subject, by the way, um, you know, like on your daily commute, you know, I mean, that that uh, commute is micro-engineered to frustrate you and waste your time. And uh, as Fred Bell used to say, he was talking about short-term exposure to car exhaust and what it would actually do to the human brain. You know, like if you're a researcher, you just go out to – he would talk about going out to 7-Eleven. And uh, Fred Bell is the guy that created – now, he's another guy like Tesla, by the way. He's a lot like a Flanagan. We've talked about him before. He's the guy that creates these, these pyramid hats and a lot of this interesting technology. He recently passed away, and yes, I am convinced that he's dead because if you're a deep conspiracist, you're always doubting whether somebody actually died. But, um, you know, if you're really uh, into that kind of thing and a lot of intellectual activity, you will actually notice – if you get around car exhaust. And there's people out there who have talked about um, school buses. They are diabolically designed to um, to affect children in a nefarious way because their, their car exhaust is even worse. Now, how did that happen? Well, it's kind of like the conspiracy that has to do with Saturday morning cartoons. Did you ever hear about that one, Johnny? Yeah. There are more subliminals and diabolical, esoteric agendas <laughs> going on on the Saturday morning cartoons than anywhere else. And I'm not saying that because I watch them, because I don't. But um, some of the stuff that's going on there is absolutely off the charts. No wonder these kids are highly programmed, you know? I mean, um, we've talked about here in the background, not much on the show itself, about this old show called she and that thing, you know, you know, it's basically what it's called a cartoon, you know, animated. That thing is completely off the charts. You want to talk about all this great goddess, queen of Israel stuff? I mean, it is just like totally in your face. 
the amount of accuracy, because we talk about these different patterns and things that keep emerging through this esoteric propaganda, which is largely a mockery of these hierarchical beings, whether they're on earth, whether they're uh, in heaven. I hope people start to comprehend that, because I deliberately made a podcast title that said anti-hierarchy rituals, so it kind of go, okay, what is that? You know, because that's what these uh, rituals are. They're destruction rituals. I'm talking about the public events now, not the Saturday morning cartoons. That just has to do with mockery. But they're directed at real beings that we've been psyop to believe. Well, they don't. They don't really exist. You know. So anyway, um, there's all kinds of ways to accelerate human intelligence. And these methods are not being used, and the neurophone is one of many methods that can uh, can do that. But unfortunately, we have conspiracies hovering around the neurophone too, right, Johnny? Oh yeah, it's like everything else. So Johnny's been looking into this. I haven't, and uh, we talked about before on this other podcast. It became obvious to me that the the price of the neurophone was deliberately sky high so that very few people could benefit from it. And the same thing happened with this sensor. I talked about this conspiracy theory of mine that um, after people's consciousness, we're not too scared scared of that word, it just means awareness, um, there was a shift in human awareness after 2001. That's why people started going to church and thinking about conspiracies. And that Sensor medallion got got yanked right after that. I don't think that was a coincidence. And so did this other Fred Bell energy device that was similar. And I'm just going, hmm. And then when the sensor reappeared, I think in 2008, it was very expensive. You, do you remember how much it uh, cost, Johnny? Uh, it's at least $400. We're talking about a medallion to hang around your neck, man. It, it's 699 now. Six hundred and ninety-nine. Yeah. Okay. And Fred Bell, before he died, he was creating medallions for Hollywood movie stars. They had a lot of different variety of them, but they would go actually go up to ten thousand dollars. Now, what people need to understand: there is a um, there's an industry out there lurking behind the scenes that is actually for low-level managerial type, Illuminati type people, bloodline. You know what I mean? Um, And these devices are all highly beneficial. They're expensive. And they don't want Christians to know about them. That's actually what we're talking about. Okay? They're not going to talk about a neurophone in your local church. You know? So there's a big backstory about this, uh, Johnny. I don't want to bore people because there's a lot of controversy in previous years that the quality of the neurophone was had taken a marked downturn. And, of course, my conspirato- conspiratorial mind was working, and I'm thinking that was deliberate. Okay? Now, um, I've noticed on the Internet people not complaining about that anymore. So I think that uh, there was such a brouhaha that they actually did something about it. It's kind of like housewives complaining about, uh, you know, neurotoxins and, you know, lead and mercury and... I will wait about 10 years and, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> email your, your congressman about 5 billion times and uh, i tell you what we'll do. 
We'll take the lead out and we'll put mercury back in. Does that make you happy? Okay. So we've got a new Neurophone. Uh, is it already available, Johnny, or what? It's available to buy, but it won't be shipped until June 2015, this this summer. Okay, well, Johnny's going to talk about that, but we think there's a conspiracy about it. So go ahead, Johnny. Everything's well, a conspiracy definitely... around here. You guys mm-hmm. know that, so go ahead. Well, there's definitely a conspiracy involved in um, a, a more sinister reason for the Neurophone's existence, even, because it, it's touted as um, being able to... Uh, Stimulate your third eye just by having the device on. Stop just so a second. Gonna... Now, the third eye, we're going to... People will freak out. It's okay. That's a trigger word. Yeah. <laughs> but what it is, it's an electromagnetic field that is scientific, scientifically been proven to be a vortex. All vortex suspends to the left to the right. And it's uh, located um, directly over your pineal gland, which... Uh, has uh, secretes these um well has these very important secretions and as we said last night on the show everything has to do with frequency so i just you know but uh you know new age is called a, a chakra but that's what the johnny referred to the third eye so go ahead all right well um in a recent interview he stated that the neurophones the neurophone has the ability to uh, stimulate your third or fourth ventricle in your brain and that in in tune in turn it um it does stimulate your third eye and, and it you know, he he's saying this thing it activates it, makes it better, it, it it's good for your third eye, you know. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, it balances your left and right brain hemispheres. It's it's a neuro um it, what it does is it it sends these ultrasonic waves directly into your in your brain, um, through this uh, sound modulation, um, you can put stuff inside it. I mean, there's a background noise that you'll always hear, mm-hmm. but you can you can manipulate the sound. So if you want to learn a language or something, or learn mm-hmm. a beat, uh, you can just infuse it into your body in a way. So it's actually a little dangerous to use if you're looking up information and it's the wrong kind of kind of information because it's going to get stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's also because the guy himself, Patrick Flanagan. I mean, he, he like you mentioned earlier, his his life story is that he was a child prodigy. He's a reincarnation of Nikola Tesla. He um, stop right worked. there. As a deep conspiracist, I'm going to claim that um, either somebody programmed him to believe that he's the reincarnation of a uh, Tesla, or he's just acting. Uh huh. Pretending, taking on a role to keep a handler happy. Behind. Yeah, maybe even his wife, you know. Well, his wife, I hate to say this, okay, because the first thing I think about is Patrick Flanagan. I mean, he's a human being like anybody else. and uh, But I believe that his wife was, um, I'll just say taken from him, but she died. She was a beautiful woman, and she died at an early age. Did you... Oh, you didn't know this because he has a new wife. I was talking about the old wife. I didn't. I didn't know about his old wife. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's another conspiracy. It has to do with him. Uh, you've got a neurophone. By the way. You want people to know that? Yeah. How much did yours? I don't mind it. 
It's eight hundred. No, it was six. It was six. It was seven hundred. I actually told you to wait because um, there was talk on the internet about a neurophone under a hundred dollars. And then when I started to think about it, and you started thinking about it, we started to realize that this is some kind of scam. Well, it's it's not a scam. It's uh, well, what I mean is it's it, it's a device. It's a trick. Yeah. Yeah, it's a device that um, there's something wrong with it. Would you agree with me on the most basic level? Something's not yes. right. Yeah. There's there's uh, I mean okay because I was getting into how Patrick Flanagan from an early age he had invented all this stuff and he's a uh, I mean he had been chosen basically by the Illuminati to be their scientist, their guy, you know? Right. He worked for the Department of Defense, he worked for NASA, he worked for the CIA, or was contracted by them. Like, he did favors for the NSA, and NSA personnel, CIA personnel. He was offered jobs at these places. He, he on the record, states that he turned them down. Or just real quick, just let people know, because we've mentioned Fred Bell, we've mentioned Patrick Flanagan. I mean, people have heard about Tesla over and over again. I would have to say, you know, the 20th century, these guys would be on a short list of about 10 people that would be in the same classification as Tesla. So that shows you how important these people are. Go ahead. Yeah, Patrick, yeah, that's, you know, he's not otherwise called the reincarnation of Nikola Tesla for no reason, you know. So but Now, I have a theory on that, that he's he's doing that, whether he's doing it consciously to actually discredit himself within a certain segment of society, you have to understand that the average Christian will immediately reject anyone that claims they're the reincarnation of anybody. It doesn't matter what they bring to the table. You understand that? That's yeah. how it yeah, works. Yeah, I know. You see? It, it now, actually I just want to say, is. too, that he was a child prodigy, and he created a neurophone when he was about 13, possibly 14. Now, 12 or 13, huh? Just real quick, as a deep conspiracist, we question where people actually write books because top ten uh, Christian books are not written by those authors. They're ghost-written, and that's a fact. You can you can prove this. We've talked about that before. But um, I would have to uh, question whether he actually created the... Um, I mean, he would be offended at this. Now, he may actually... You know, as a deep conspiracist, you're questioning everything. So he could have an embedded program where he believes that he created it, but he actually didn't. That would be so messed up. <laughs> because, you know, in these high-level um, secret black projects, you actually agree to have some kind of tampering with your mind. That's just the way things are done, you know, compartmentalization. But you never know for sure what they're doing and what they're not doing uh, with your mind. You're agreeing to allow them into your mind, to compartmentalize your mind. So... uh we have the great unknown. We we actually don't know these things. But anyway, that's the background. So so go ahead. Complicated as usual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, knowing that he's been in this um, secret government and Illuminati background, basically paid by the powers that be to to be their scientist, um, it, it's it's it should at least draw suspicion to um, exactly what this neurophone can be capable of doing, such as embedding specific programming into its users. Um, at a uh, individual kind of level where they can zone in on you and, and target you and they know who you are so you're you're wearing one, you wear it to sleep. I mean, they can use a more advanced type of remote neural uh, monitoring but um, what you're really doing is you're 
you're training your sacules to be used. You see, because he's big on, because he, Patrick Flanagan himself was involved in dolphin and human research, where they were inventing ways to, uh, well, he said that in 2025, the information is going to be released, but um, the dolphins and humans... Johnny, I mean, you, you've been around the block a few times in your young years. Have you noticed uh-huh. the redundancy of the year 2025 keeps cropping up? Yeah, that's the transhumanist year of, uh, you know, 2025, 2045, yeah. I mean, you'll notice you, you don't hear, like, 22, 23, 24, 26, 27, occasionally. But you keep hearing, for instance, like, take, take one data point, Okay. I mean, the military has come out and actually declared publicly, we will own the weather in 2025. You ever heard about that one? Yeah. I mean, they own, they own the weather now. I don't know why they would say well, that. that. That's, that's, <laughs> I was just going to say that. So they didn't, get, they didn't get very far before they told you a big lie, did they? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I had to mention that. Well, I mean, the, where were they getting at that, that – um, Patrick Flanagan himself, um, working with the net with NASA and the NSA, it's uh this is like a spy tool. But um I mean they don't need a neurophone to really zone in on you and, and manipulate your mind. But I think that having a neurophone makes it easier and opens you up to actually uh receive specific programming. And oh yeah, that's where I was getting at, because Patrick Flanagan did work with dolphins and uh he said that they had created ways to trans uh basically transform human sounds into, uh, well, human speech into dolphin clicks and dolphin clicks back into human speech and they could communicate with them. And so he, you know, was immersed with dolphins in the water and studying the ultrasonic sound that, that they hear through and uh, that they produce. And he he discovered, or you know, his story is that um, through his work with dolphins, he came to the conclusion that we also could benefit from ultrasonic sound on our own bodies. And when he was using his neurophone, like he invented his neurophone, he, um, I mean, he basically what he says now is that when you have a neurophone on for an hour and, and, uh, at least an hour a day, but then an hour minimum, you'll, uh, it'll be like you're swimming with dolphins and that you've got ultrasonic sound blasting through your body. Because we we have these saccules that per, that can perceive ultrasonic sound, but we don't use them because uh, they're not trained. Like you know, they're they're not used. They're not. Um, so I would say that by using a neurophone, you're kind of you're training them and you're opening them up. So now that he's got this neo neurophone, uh, it's it's called the neural efficiency optimizer. Why do they call it neo? This is capital N E O. Why do they call it that? It, it stands for the uh, neural Efficiency Optimizer. That's what it's called. The reason I say that is because the word neo is kind of like, it's it's similar to the word semi. I thought you know, like neo these meant big, new. These big, neo word, this, these, big, uh, these big ism words, and they'll put the word neo or semi in front of them. Those, they're they're yeah. partial. Well, I mean, partial. I'm just wondering if they did that deliberately to actually tell you, this is not a real neurophone. This thing has been altered, and we're going to tell you that, and that's why we're going to call it Neo. 
No, it's it's a real narrow phone. Um, it's just going to be a lot more sinister than what people are led to believe. And uh, that's proven through my reverse speech. But, I mean, it's not a classic people. Thing, you know what I mean? Well, um, Neo, the word... It, it means new, and they're saying, you know, because they actually kind of, um, they it advertise it. It means both. What, it means what you said, it means what I said, you know what I mean? They, they advertise it with, um, you know, a neo-world, like making a neo-world, you know, uh, the new age, a neo-age, because they're, you know, they're pumping the new world order, new age stuff, uh-huh. and uh, what was I getting at? It's, it's that... um. Let's see, if you were to actually go to the Indiegogo Neurophone thing, like just type in Neo Indiegogo, you'll mm-hmm. see that, uh, you know, Patrick does not at all object to being called the father of the new age. And to any Christian, the father of the new age is Satan, you know? Well, you got heavenly, you got earthly, you know. But, you know. And, they uh, know... Just what to say to shut down the Christian brain, because Christians make snap judgments. Uh, part of the reason this is very interesting. Part of the reason it has to do with the ego. Christians will not talk to you about this. I'm, I'm a Christian, okay, and Christians don't talk about the Christian ego. I have never heard anybody talk about the Christian ego. I'm just going to keep this real brief. In the Christian ego, you think you're superior to everybody else. Now, I'm going to, I could get non-Christians upset, because I'd say, in a sense, that's true. If what the Bible says is true, then it would follow by necessity. So we're going to get everybody upset. Okay. Now, non-Christians, they actually pick up on this kind of stuff. You know, you're looking down at me, and you think I'm a old wicked sinner and stuff like that, because a lot of Christians, they, they don't do very good job of covering that up, and they call, you're judging me, you know. Well, there's a lot of reasons why people say these kind of things. But yeah, that kind of thing goes on. So anyway, go ahead. Okay, well, what, what I was getting at was that that because we don't use our saccules, but we have the ability to uh, be influenced by them, and well, we can use them, but we don't. That by using the neurophone, you're kind of training them, and so there's, there's so many reversals on this neo that I've done. Like, because um, okay, I can start with basically saying right now that now, when before you say I really reversals, get into the audience it, doesn't know what you're talking about. You're talking about reverse speech, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. What I'd like to explain just right now off the bat is that so who, who, whose uh, reversals are these? Is Patrick Flanagan? Patrick, it's everybody involved in selling the Neo right now. Um, this guy named, um, he's an in, he's a Hollywood film, I'm, I'm not sure, he's involved, he's been involved with Hollywood projects, he's been involved with Oprah, his name is Ken Sheets. He, he's the guy who's marketing the Neo, and um, no, so it's, he owns Oprah, and operates, yeah. he operates a YouTube channel called yeah, he operates a YouTube channel called Buzz Bros, mm-hmm. and uh, he's been the one uploading these videos of interviews of people um, who are first-time Neurophone users, you know, basically selling the Neurophone. Uh, he's advertising it for them. And so he's got, let's see, he's got um, a former NASA scientist 
uh, I, I don't know her name, but she was interviewed to sell the Neo, or the, you know, to sell basically, like, you know, get a Nero phone, buy the Neo. But why are everybody. they promoting this? Because before there was no promotion. Like mm-hmm. they were hiding it. You see, this is a dead giveaway. Yeah. Well, this is exactly it, Dave, because it was in 2012 that Patrick Fellanikin decided to come out and state he is the reincarnation of Nikola Tesla. So right now, it's it's the biggest thing um, if for Patrick right now in his life, at this current point, this neo-neurophone. Hmm. And uh, it's it's generated over $700,000 just in like... Uh, it, it generated over 400000 in the first week. So it's, you know, they're getting a lot of money from this. And so, yeah, he, he was involved with, uh, with Oprah at one time, this Ken Sheets guy. And I actually haven't reversed him yet, but in these videos that he's uploaded with certain people, I've reversed them, like um, Patrick Flanagan's stepdaughter. Her story is that she sucked at school. She was getting D's and F's. She put on a neurophone that... um. Patrick, you know, they lived together, so he had to give her a, J, a GRS neurophone. She studied with it on, and she was getting straight A's. Uh, I'm sorry, but i got to question that story. Um, well, it's just a story, you know. There's no real proof. Yeah, I'm, just saying, I, I'm, I'm what, skeptical of this what the, stuff. Well, what the neurophone does is that... Well, maybe the first it, to tell you, Johnny, I believe that the neurophone is capable of doing that, the, cl- the classic neurophone. I'm saying that I, I'm suspicious that story was manufactured to sell the Neo. Oh, well, okay. There's a lot he, of fake he gives background. He gives background on the story because um, mm-hmm. the Nero phone she used was the GRS model, which is not the NF3, which is the 2012 model, mm-hmm. and okay. it's not the Neo. But okay. the Neo is modeled after the GRS model because it's going to come with a sleep mode. It's going to come mm-hmm. with... Uh, it's actually, okay, I'm not going to get into this later. I don't even want to spoil it for right now. Quick, a lot of times it's not either or what they will do, where they will bend the statistics, exaggerate the story. Go ahead. I don't really think it's exaggeration. It's just a story. So whether we or not they're don't lying. Know. don't know. So go ahead. Well, oh, I reversed, I reversed well, uh, the speech Johnny, I just itself, I wanted to like, say something about reverse speech. I'm sorry. Just stop right there. And uh, explain to the audience... Uh, we have never talked about reverse speech on here. Just really quickly, in a you know, nutshell, what it, what it is. Okay, well, reverse speech is the reversal of speech <laughs> in a simple right? way, but um, in a uh, more analyst, analytic sense, it's um, reversing people or songs or speeches in an attempt to gar- gather more information about the situation. Um, it can be done. You just got to have an ear for it, which I was... You know, I have an ear for it. Basically, the theory is that everybody speaks the the truth in reverse, and that God designed all this. Yeah, that was what you had brought to the table. You said that it was God's way of, like, tricking, um, you know, it's like a secret that he put into speech itself, which, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because people have asked me, can you find reverse speech subliminals and messages in um, other languages? And I would have to say, I don't know, because I don't know, but I wouldn't doubt it. But well, in sure English, you know, yeah, maybe, you know, I don't see why not, but yeah, I don't there's, there's different types of reverse speech, because uh-huh. there's, there's subliminal reverse speech um, put in there on purpose to influence right. people, and then, and then there's reverse speech that comes about naturally as a subconscious form of 
thought being made manifest through your own words that's caught in reverse speech. Yeah, that's and, what we're talking about. Yeah. So th- yeah, that's exactly what's uh, what I've been uncovering through these re- these video reversals. And so with this story of uh, his stepdaughter, you can mm-hmm. hear her say, like, I was a monster in school, like, you know, kind of like tackling the books, so getting straight A's. Yeah. But uh, there's other reversals. I mean, it's sinister what, what's going on because the neo-neurophone um, getting pumped out, like promoted by NASA, a NASA scientist, it makes you wonder just exactly why NASA's getting involved. Because uh, the other day I was I was kind of cleaning my room and I found this um, document that I printed out a few years ago that was about NASA and the NEO. The, and the NEO stands for Near Earth Object. And what NASA's involvement is when there's a huge meteor or asteroid coming that's going to destroy a large section of the Earth. And uh, it's it involves, uh, you know, FEMA um, and Department of Homeland Security taking over uh, basically the command of uh, the United States and sub- subjecting us to a 10-region uh, FEMA, FEMA state. That's actually in the documents, but... Yeah, okay, Tony, stop kind of, right there. I just want to say really quickly that there is some kind of esoteric meaning behind the word neo, and I, I don't know what it is, but we've seen it crop up twice now, and I believe that's why NASA used it. But th- there's a messianic figure uh, in the uh, the Matrix series, and of all the names they could have named him, they named him Neo. And that's a dead giveaway. There's See, sometimes we're not able to figure out these these names. People always think we can figure it out. Sometimes we can't. It's a secret. So I just want to point that out. There's something going on there. Go ahead. They actually mentioned Neo in their campaign on Indiegogo. They're like, we didn't name this after their character in the Matrix. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, I, I I do believe that the Neo Neurophone is going to update all its users and it's going to get them ready for, for some sort of blue beam alien invasion um, near-Earth object, okay? And that's what I really believe this is, that this is going to be used for. And it's going to involve some sort of that ultrasound. It's going to involve some sort of ultrasonic um, weapon against the mind. Besides, it's in working in conjunction with the neurophone on your body so that you're more receptive to the coming signals that's going to be pumped out through, through the satellites or whatever. However NASA it's operates. It's, you. We've, known, we've known for years you know, on the internet, conspiracy um, type material that Blue Beam is a NASA project. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be some sort of NASA project. And um, in reverse, you can hear this NASA, former NASA chick saying, our followers will be 666. You can really hear her say that. She's talking, she's, she's promoting the neo-neurophone in this video. That's the only reason that she was chosen. So she's promoting the Neo, and she says, our followers will be 666, and then she says, another life you're going to hear from NASA. Okay, and in one of the most latest releases of uh, of a advertisement for the Neo, uh-huh. it's with Patrick Flanagan and his wife, Stephanie Sutton. They're just, uh, it's, it's like, kind of a more western type of thing it's called east meets east meets west 
but they're kind of playing like they're in some sort of like Alabama setting. They kind of have this um, fake sort of hillbilly um, speech to them. And uh, you can hear Patrick say, NASA snoops and they love me. <laughs> he really says that. <laughs> what does that tell NASA? you about uh, Patrick right there? <clears throat> yeah, you know, he's... He's one yeah, of he's them. Definitely, yeah, oh... Actually, um, on his Facebook page, he told you page, that when we got started with it, the whole thing way back. He, he makes he's it one of them. Yeah, he, yeah, he makes it blatant that he's one of them on his Facebook page because he's got a picture up there that says the real Jedi, and he's got a lightsaber. He's covering one eye, like uh, <laughs> in the dark shadows, and then one eye is exposed. Like you can see only one eye. You know, it's Illuminati symbolism. He's showing you he's one of them. So I think that. That most definitely, this neo neural phone is the most sinister neural phone they've ever invented, and of course Patrick's calling it the latest and greatest neural phone in the entire world, and um, it actually is coming with a new blend of frequencies that Patrick Flanagan's created himself for the neural phone that no one has ever heard in the entire world, called the pink Fibonacci noise, pink Fibonacci. Um, oh yeah, I'll it's a special that. blend. It's both a special blend for the Neo. It's never been in any Neo phone, he says. So that's probably going to be part of the updating. You know, right now we're on NF3 mode. So once we get the Neo and we tune into the pink Fibonacci uh, frequency, we're going to be updating our saccules and updating our, our brains for the Neo Neo phone. And then uh, whatever programming we will receive at that current point in time. you want to explain to the audience of that word that you're using there, uh, sac? Sacule, that's like your, that's your inner ear. It's um, located somewhere behind your, it, it's in your body, uh, so it's sort of like the back of your skull area, I think. I've talked about the cranial sacral fluid with the neural band. Remember that? I don't know if you heard yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to that. I was really interested in that because it, it seemed like it was, you know, they're on the same level of uh, operation. Uh-huh. You know, I, I can imagine that using a neural band while you have your neural phone on would, like, it would it would probably increase the Oh, yeah. Sort of yeah. I've got one on right now. Most of them I don't wear it. I actually just forget Aren't about you? it. <laughs> I have my neural phone on right now. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Well, this is a far-out podcast, man, because a lot of times I have a pyramid ahead of my head. Most of the times I don't, but sometimes I do. And sometimes I have the neural band and the pyramid on my head. Well, Patrick sells pyramids too, those huge, uh, like, 40-inch body pyramids. Oh, yeah. Well, Fred Bell used to design those things. Um, They were kind of like geometric sculptures, and he would have these complex uh, devices you could uh, sleep in. I always used to question them because... um, once your body uh, starts to get really healthy, you get increasingly sensitive to these energies. And uh, I would have, I guarantee you, I would have a, a problem sleeping under that kind of device in my bed. Because I used to have a, I think it was about a five-foot pyramid. And I could only, well, I would have to disassemble it if I, I couldn't sleep, you know, eight hours. Because it was made out of copper. If it's not made out of copper... What people need to realize is that um, you know all these substances are uh, they have their own unique energy fields, and we have talked about before how the uh, 
little sensor medallion is supposed to be a calm energy because it's made out of uh, pewter. So you can actually, it's never caused a problem with me sleeping. But any kind of medallion that I wear with copper on it, it's just a little bit of copper, you know. But that's the thing. See, I'm sensitive now, and I've been this way for years. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm really tired, um, I won't make it through eight hours. So those, all these metals are important. And we've talked about the properties of stones and things like that. We haven't done that in quite a while. But metals are the same way. So copper has a very fiery solar nature to it. But yeah, if you were going to construct one of those devices uh, and sleep in it, you wouldn't want to make it out of copper if you had any kind of energy sensitivities. So I always used to question these things that Fred Bell was making. So I was like, what? You know, they sure were expensive, though. Anyway, in the chat room, I guess three said that Neo is an anagram for one. You ever heard that before? Because I haven't. Hmm. No. One. Oh, okay. Well, in reverse, you did say, um, um, I'm, on the, third eye pa- I'm on the third eye path now, number one. Fifth Age Fire Wizard is asking a question, and uh, I'm aware that Fifth Age Fire Wizard is actually hangs out in uh, targeted individual type rooms. Okay. And the okay. reason I know it because I just looked. <laughs> And uh, I hang out in there myself, not very often. But when you're in there, I mean, these these guys have very sophisticated, complex, uh, you know, time-worn methods and uh, tools to protect themselves from all kinds of negative energies. And I'll be real honest with you, okay? You guys are um, in a league of your own, okay? Um, I'm only periodically attacked. You know, I, I have stories. I've been hit with radiation and stuff like that. So I've never had to step it up to that level. And so like a lot of times, um, like I was on a talk show uh, last week, and this guy was kind of hitting me with kind of a pop quiz, you know. Um, But you might be better at answering that question yourself. (laughs) And there's all kinds of things you can do. You know, we use, I've got, I mean, Johnny makes Organite, you know, so we're we're not fools here. And uh, I actually have got so many energetic devices around me that I have to, um, I have problems with grounding. And uh, so I use this uh, light and sound device, which has a grounding program on it. Uh, That's one of many ways you can do it uh, to deplete that energy. Ideally, you want to send it back into the earth like you walk around with bare feet. That's a simple way to do it. There's exercises you could use. But, yeah, we're familiar with that kind of stuff, but um, we don't have to protect ourselves like um, some of these um, TIs that are really severely abused. So, you know, obviously people have heard about things like lead and stuff like that. Uh, But we're using Organite, and we're not foolish enough to believe that Organite can shield us from those things, those kind of weapons. Now, you're going to have to use something very specific but I have read about that kind of stuff. I'm not. I'm not an expert on it. So you would actually, you would know more than I uh, probably do. Fifth age. Fire. Well, people buy from me all the time. I get people um, coming and wanting protection against these things, like specifically what what this person mentioned. Fifth age fire wizard, EMF, radio frequency, microwave, and scale well, wave. Johnny, are you guessed too? It, 
Yeah, I'm guest too. Someone. Um, <laughs> You're the someone, one that put that link in there. Oh no, I'm. Yeah, people. Yeah, people buy from me. They they want protection from this stuff, and I I give them orgone, and they like it. It definitely helped. They actually they request magnetic orgone because they're like, I think if you put in magnetic orgone, it'll step it up. And so you need a lot in your area, and I would suggest a chembuster too, because that really that packs a punch. Having a two gallon, um, ten foot pole pipe with orgone layered in it, that's that's expensive, but it's it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's if it's the magnetic copper too. A magnetic copper wire, that stuff's tough. But, you know, I was going to say, I actually said, uh, guess three, I actually said last night that uh, one of the ways to ground yourself and deplete that excess energy is to use that device I was talking about. You know, people call them my machines. That's more of an older term. This is what the grounding program. Uh, yeah, I actually, I want to try one out. Oh, just a second real quick. But you, you actually hold an obsidian. I actually said that last night in your left hand. Uh... There's other, you know, black stones, you know, like a jet. It can be a red stone, too. But you can just feel it to strain out of you. What are you going to say? That I'd, I'd like to try one of those mine machines. Yeah, well, I was trying you, to get oh, you I to buy one of those instead of the last... Neurophone. Remember that? I wanted you to get one of those instead of the Neurophone. Yeah, you wanted me to first use one of those. Um, but what you said last night was that there's an orange color would that make you horny or would that take your horniness away? That doesn't make you horny. Um, what it does, it uh, it preps you uh, to be horny in, in my oh. estimation. I never okay. used it that much. Um, it would make you more susceptible to, like, foreplay, but you've got to have okay. more going on. You know, like with a male, uh, he's normally going to have to have some kind of, well, mental or visual stimulation. You just can't do it all by frequency. You know, so it's prepping you for that. What we're talking okay. about is they actually have kind of an obscure. I was talking about a because um, on this my machine, there's many many programs and, and they all work, but they work better on some people than other other ones. You know, the most obvious one they have, I mean, they, there's a bunch of them. You know, it's just this. You know, the real energetic colors are the you know the red and the orange and a little bit yellow too, and if you. Uh, if you change the glasses, you know there are these LED glasses, and you put a um, if you put red on there. I mean, you can feel it pulsing. It's not you know because people will be skeptical about this kind of stuff. You know, I mean, uh, you you can get an overdose. It's not good for you, but you can just feel the energy just going. Whoa! You feel like jumping out of bed. You know, just builds and builds and builds. You know, but most of the time when you use these devices, it's to um, kind of relax yourself. Uh, you know, we're in this environment where everything is just pulsing, pulsing, pulsing. And that's all people know is stimulation. And also, everything is designed, Johnny, to overstimulate you. We've never really talked about this. Last night I was talking about the coffee conspiracy, which has to do with overstimulating the adrenal glands. And this is how they deplete everybody's energy. Because it was a time when people were not running around talking at top speed and uh, drinking coffee all the time. Where did that mm-hmm. all that begin? You know, I was talking about the Starbucks conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, don't even get me going on that because uh, 
You could do a whole show on the Starbucks logo. Mm-hmm. I was just walking by Starbucks the other day, and you know they have the they have the fins of the uh, mermaid, and they're up in the air. It's an obvious sexual. I mean, she's spread open. You know what I mean? But you have to figure out who that figure is. Well, it's the same one that we're talking on the show over and over again. You know. So anyway, yeah. Um, but that that's um that's obscure for most people. The color orange has to do with a frequency that's associated with the second vortex that New Agers call a chakra. And uh, it's a sexual frequency. But it's not necessarily going to make you horny just exposing yourself to that frequency. You know what I mean? Hey, Dave. Um, you really wanted you to know, know that, didn't you, Johnny? Yeah, because I was wondering if you could use that to to help you not be horny. That would be good. Uh, well, actually, the way that you cure cancer is by you use a, a rife frequency device and you bombard that that tumor with the op. It, this is an oversimplification, but it's the opposite frequency. Okay, so theoretically, based on that, you could do the same thing uh, to um, avoid uh, excess uh, sexual stimulation. Now, the classic method is to do a headstand. If you can't do a headstand, you do a shoulder stand. But basically what you want to do is get... Another thing you can do, you know, if you're an older person, they have these, um, what are they called, you know, these angled boards that you lay on. Well, basically what you want to do, you want to elevate your feet. The more you elevate your feet, it's just like when you are involved in an intellectual project and you eat a big meal, because there's only so much latent energy in the human body, um, the body is going to take that inner, the uh, the life force which is in the blood, and uh, and utilize it to digest the food because digesting is very important. And uh, the reason we know that is because most Americans today take sixty percent of their energy to digest food, so you only got forty percent left over. So the same kind of principle is true if you can elevate the feet and get the uh, the groin above the head. Uh, that's going to affect that, uh, your sexual organs because what you're doing is you're draining the life force away from them. See that basic principle? So the higher, mm-hmm. you know, ideally you want to do a headstand, but just elevating the feet at all will actually help. And also you'll get the placebo effect. A lot of people will be skeptical. If you're overly skeptical, the placebo effect will not work. You have to believe it works. Now, you can have something that doesn't work, completely fake, but it's been scientifically proven that if you believe it works, this is one of the many ways that, um, you know, Christians are ignorant about this, but the body follows the mind. The mind can trick the body. There's many ways to prove that this is true, you know, it's factual. So, anyway. So, can we move past that now? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, I want to know if you know, um, if you know about the Sri Yantra. Say that again. The Sri Yantra. You'd have to spell that in the chat room. Okay. I'll, I just type, I'm typing it out right now. Hold on. Uh, another cure for cancer. There's many, many. There's an unknown number of cures for cancer. There's so many cures for cancer, it's completely off the chart. Or, yeah, I mean, it, 
Wilhelm Reich was curing people of cancer with just an organ accumulator. Well, guess four is is uh, skeptical about cures for cancer. Maybe he has an institutionalized mind. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, um, the reason that cancer is not been cured is because it's such a, um, what is the word I'm looking for? There's a, uh, man, that, that word is just, like, it's right there. It's, oh, yeah, it's a lucrative business, this cancer industry, for people dying. I mean, getting chemo, getting more cancer in their body. I just talked with a friend earlier. Um, her mother's going through cancer. Uh, she she has breast cancer, and um, she went through chemo. And, you know, I gave her all these uh, alternative health options instead of chemo, but, you know, it was already too late. She went through chemo. So it might get worse, but, you know, if anything, she could end up saving her mom's life if she takes my advice to not do chemo anymore and seek alternative health. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Well, a fire-age I, I wizard, I, I'm uh, abbreviating that name. Uh, he's claiming that Guess 4 is a, uh, is a troll or a DARPA chatbot. You do have that kind of stuff on. Well, that'd be funny. It's probably because we're talking about the neurophone. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what they oh, do? On, I, you know what? The, you know what the agents do on YouTube? They call you an idiot, or they say you're crazy. They, that's that you can start talking. They want you to talk. Mm-hmm. No, they want you to get upset. I, I don't. I don't get upset. You ever see me get upset, Johnny? No. Well, yeah, but it was you a have. noble. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Keep it a secret. Don't tell anybody. We'll edit that out. <clears throat> Yeah. But do you ever see me get upset? Come on now. Okay. I can f- I think maybe <laughs> if I spelled out I spelled out three yantra. It's just uh it's a geometric uh, you know, I've heard that word before and a lot of times those words um you know, it's a different expression that I might be familiar with, but off the top of my head I can't recall that. Do you know what it is? Siri Yantra? Yeah. What is it? It roughly translated it means it's Christian uh, mind bomb. That is, you say that word and immediately reject it. They don't want to hear it. It's New Age. Go ahead. Well, yeah, the the translation is supposed to mean praise be to pure consciousness, and uh, uh, it's it's yourself. an emblem. Consciousness. So it's an emblem that Patrick Flanagan has uh, grown accustomed to, and he has it adorned on the NF3 model of the neurophone. Hmm. And on mega hydrate. Well, I think it's also it's it's supposed to be like that on the on the uh, on the sensor. It's it's a bunch of uh, pyramids and uh, the Sriantra. The Sriantra has a ton of pyramids, um, a bunch of pyramids. Mm -hmm. And I think it's supposed to be some sort of uh, mandala. You just look at it, look at it, and uh, focus on nothing, or you focus on something, or, you know, you just clear your mind. Mm-hmm. I do want to say around here that, uh, you know, mandalas work. Um, I've utilized them before. Uh, people would freak out about that. Um, the reason they would is because they don't understand that geometric forms comprise all of creation at one level over another. This is no oversimplification, but basically you have to make things either bigger or smaller if you don't identify them. Uh, but but they're actually from God. And uh, that's the principle behind these 
medallions. They have geometric uh, shapes that constant that attract like an antenna and concentrate and sometimes filter, depending on how they're designed, um, etheric energy. That sounds pretty obscure for most people. That's what they do. You can feel them. You can feel them working. I mean, they're so powerful, I have to take them off. Too strong. So, um, Patrick, uh, he he advertises the the sensor and the neural phone as aligning your meridian points. So he's talking about aligning your your chakras, something like that. That it's it, it's uh, boosting their uh, something about just otherwise improving them. You know, always doing something better for them. I also want to say, too, because we've never mentioned this before, that I also, I mean, I'm totally convinced of what's called mudras, M-U-D-R-A-S. And that's an Eastern word, and it's unfortunate, just like the word yoga. You know, it hasn't been westernized, so we're still using these Eastern terms, and uh, that keeps people away from uh, embracing them. But um, a mudra has to do with, um, well, you know, from a conspiratorial viewpoint, we talk about, you know, these Freemasonic uh, hand signs and stuff like that. Well, it has to do with that kind of thing. Uh, making different formations with your hands, but believe it or not, it um, creates different uh, energetic fields. And I know this would sound highly theoretical. There's all kinds of stuff out there that the average person knows nothing about. There's many, many, many secrets about the human body. I've talked about briefly at some point and I have books on this. And the Illuminati has, they know the secrets. There are secret places in the human body that you can press to induce death relatively quickly if you know what you're doing. Did you know that, Johnny? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're secret. I mean, because they don't, I mean, even God doesn't want people to know this because it's dangerous. But... um there's different types of methods. There's um, You have what's called acupressure. You also have different types of tapping. And you don't have to be an expert. This relates to some degree to um, acupuncture, but you're using a needle there. But it has to do with this energetic etheric grid on the human body. And the earth has one too. We've talked about... Um, you know, these menhirs, these pillars that are similar to, like, uh, the acupuncture needle and how you can um, direct energy or tap into it or get it to flow a certain way that's beneficial, like for a crop or on the body. <clears throat> it would be a specific organ or something like that, you know. But, yeah, there's many, many secrets about the human body. And there has been a sophisticated agenda down through the centuries, to conceal them. And mm-hmm. also to make them to be patently absurd if they were dropped into your little Christian lap. You would immediately reject them, you see. Because they're always, the terminology is never palatable to the fundamentalist Christian mind. Let's just admit that. So if any of this stuff is genuine, you just go, oh, that's new age, you know. So anyway, <clears throat> this is true. Um, Robert's here messaging me on uh, Skype. I'm going to take a look at that, but go ahead. Are you going somewhere, Johnny? Yeah, did you want to talk about Jade Helm or anything like that? 
Oh, let me see what Robert is saying here. Okay. Um, well, he just says okay. Okay. Maybe he's already in here. No, he's not in here yet. Robert is my uh, sidekick on a new podcast. Um, we got, well, I don't know. But we got three of us on this podcast, and um, you'll be hearing about it. We've, we've done a bunch of audio already. He tried to upload something today, and the talk show servers weren't working, so... And I did that podcast last night, and it took 24 hours for it to appear, the one with Chris Kendall. And I was freaking out, man. So I got on there, and I didn't give him hell. I was being nice, you know. But it came up on its own. So after I prayed, you know, kind of trusting God, because that would have been a big loss. So let me ask you something else about the Neurophone. Um, Have you been very careful... Because you always, this is, you know, last night I was talking about um, certain critical aspects of my health regime, which is, I mean, it's it's unique, okay? Uh, and one of them is, um, now this is not unique, but it, it emphasizes this, you know, is to pay attention to everything you do. Not like, you know, obsessing about it, but uh, this would relate to the neurophone, because we live in this cause and effect reality. So have you ever paid close attention, Johnny? Let me just back up a lot. Before people get into health, they're not paying attention to their body at all. Their body is sending them messages, but they're, they're not they're not noticing anything. I know this because I used to be this way. I wasn't paying attention at all. And once you start investing time and energy into taking care of your health, um, it motivates you to you know how is this impacting me? You know because I'm spending money on organic food. You know what I mean? I mean what's it doing? You mm-hmm. know? Oh, you know because before you're not. You're just eating to for just sheer pleasure. But anyway, have you paid close attention to what is going on with the neurophone? Specifically, have you noticed anything negative at all? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Lately, I've noticed when I have the the membranes, um, you know, the little transducers on my neck, on the back of my neck, towards, you know, the spinal cord area, my body feels... Um, like I was working that area out, you know, it feels like I was doing some heavy lifting or something, like I feel sore, it, it, it's, uh, so I just, I had, I I discovered that it's been happening since I started putting them on there, um, I, it wasn't like that at first, but the longer I've kept them there, I noticed that it was, um, just painful, and so I took them off today, and then the pain went away a few, uh, like maybe 10, 15 minutes later, I'm like, wow, that's better. So I, I'm, I'm starting to keep them on my forehead now because I was, I was just kind of switching it up. I was taking them off my forehead and just leaving them on my, um, leaving them right there at the back of my neck, but negatively impacting me in any way, like, um, like, in, in, in any other way, I would say no because, um, it, you know, it's not. It was just that sort of a painful feeling. Like, okay, I've had enough here because it's just it, it was way too much. Mm-hmm. And it, it was on the lowest setting too. I don't frequently put this on the highest voltage, but um, it's it was on the lowest setting. It was just it was like I was working out, really. Hmm. You know, one of the problems with a deep conspiracist is you are suspicious of any product product that emerges from the system. You know, the system spits it out, because that's what happened here. And if it comes from, 
you know, obviously Patrick Flanagan is having somebody manufacturing this stuff. Um, you know, like when you make orgone, I mean, you're doing that hands-on. You know what I mean? So it all comes down to whether you trust Johnny or not. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, where's this stuff coming from, you know? If it's being created by the system, unfortunately, you always have these suspicions, you know? Mm-hmm. don't know for sure. What do you have there, you know? Because the device could be designed um, for a diabolical conspiracy where it's um, relatively benign now, but they have some agenda in the future to kind of flip the switch. And uh, I'm not sure if I've ever said this on my own show, because I was talking to a guy over in England about this. I just wanted to say it like one time so people know. Okay, you guys really are a deep conspiracist. But the uh, the audio failed. It never showed up. I thought that was interesting. But people talk about, you know, these um, you know, these chips. There's different type of chips and uh a lot of this technology is woefully antiquated, arch- archaic. That means old. <laughs> okay? Mhm. And um uh, they're trying to get you to focus on this, just like, you know, focus on HARP, focus on CERN, and uh, I'll say a little bit about that if you say anything about CERN. But it's it's older technology. Just like they don't have to abduct you to program you, it's got action from a distance, you know. But um, got some movement in the background. Uh, Bluebeam um, Blue would be the same thing. Notice how you have a lot of discussion in conspiracy uh, circles about Bluebeam tech. You know how old that technology is? Um, it's the things that you never hear about. Let me say something really quick about that. Last night on Hoaxbusters, there was discussion about um, you know nuclear technology and whether it's all fake. And uh, without addressing that right now, I, as usual, I hold to a middle position. I believe that they used um highly advanced clean weapon. It was a real genuine bomb in Japan. But uh, So there was a f- lot of fakery involved. All the evidence points to that because um, Japan is still intact and thriving, which would also tell you that Fukushima is completely fake. So. I hope you never got too seduced by that, Johnny. <clears throat> too seduced by the Bluebeam stuff? Uh, by Fukushima. Oh, Fukushima, like it actually happened? Yeah. Um, one of the ways to tell is that, uh, it, it, well, of course, it takes years to figure out who an agent is. Okay? So it's a process, and you start developing this list. So you get what you pay for. And uh, after you've been doing that for about 10 years, you can start utilizing that for certain things. So you've got your list, and everybody's list is different, and you look at it, and then these different issues will come up, like Fukushima, and you determine on your own that it's um, you know, it's propaganda. But then you go back to your list, and you'll go right down the list. You go, all these guys that you thought was an agent, now it's not going to always hold true, okay? Because agents will be out there pushing the truth. In order to get you to trust them, then they uh, psyop you somewhere else, you see. And the agents will fight back and forth themselves, you know. So it's it's complex. But um, I've seen this consistent pattern of guys that are like notorious agents, and they're, you know, people like, 
let's take something obvious. They're standing behind Fukushima, okay? Jeff Renz, which we don't talk about around here. I don't know if we've ever talked about him. You know about Jeff Renz, right? Yeah, that, yeah, I've known about um If you go to Curtis his website, Williams. I mean, it's like Fukushima Central. Oh, He's really? Got that, okay. Right at the top, it's like, can you please get all this information out of the way so we can look at something else? Oh, no. We want you to look at this first and focus on this first. It's unbelievable. And the guy is just completely fake. You know, he's got this, he wears a wig. And uh, everything about him is fake. Now, I have to say that he actually has a decent show. And I he could be totally sincere. See, we don't know. So, I mean, sorry, Jeff. I mean, if you're um, sincere, you know. Um, but um, it's just completely off the charts. And uh, the same thing with Rumor Mill News Forum. You ever run into that thing? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know, on a percentage basis, they're gonna it's going to be control. Well, it's called controlled opposition. Okay, and they're going to control most of these big time conspiracy sites. So actually, you know, the uh, the Jeff Renz, uh radio show it's it's, it's a pretty good show. You just got to learn how to decipher propaganda. They're going to be pushing it. <clears throat> So I was going to say something, and I completely forgot what I was going to say. It had to do with... Uh, was it going to be about Fukushima? Nuclear radiation. Okay. Not on tonight, but uh, that's okay. We'll pick it up some other time, probably. I mean, it's, I mean, what Chris McCombs told me before was that uh, one of the reasons Fukushima was a hoax and didn't happen is because there's no matter... you that you mentioned his name. He was... He listens to everything we do, Johnny. He's a big fan. Well, he's, he said that there's... Basically, there's... listener. Thank you, Chris. It's, it's... <laughs> In all sincerity. <laughs> it's the... Um, there's no mass immigration of Japanese from Japan. That's that's one of the reasons, besides... <laughs> right. But, but, I mean, like, I haven't heard of any reports of a lot of people dying, either. No. But could it just be that they're covering that up just simply because it it really happened and they're not reporting it? Well, as far I know, as I know the we're Japanese... the only podcast out there that talks about um, how radiation is good for you. And, oh wow! Uh, you have to put a big qualifier on that um, because um, it's an excess of radiation, just like an excess of anything is bad for you. Because I always say it's all about balance. But yeah, I uh, I drink radiated water. And my herbs are radiated. We've talked about this before. We did a uh, unreleased four and a half hour podcast on alchemy, where we talked about these different natural stones that emit natural radiation, and how there was a big craze back in the 1930s to drink radiated water. What happened to all that? Well, I'll tell you what happened to it: uh, propaganda and fear mongering about the dangers of radiation. Okay, but it's an ex- excess of radiation. That's what you got there with a the microwave and you know uh, chemotherapy. That's going to kill you. Does that mean that radiation is bad? Well, yes and no. Depends how much. But see, what they're doing is they're broad basing and saying all radiation is bad. 
which is which is kind of crazy because um, obviously you're not supposed to do that. They know that people are not thinking because why would you microwave your food or go to get chemotherapy? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But obviously, you know, nuclear radiation in the form of an atomic bomb, if that actually exists, because um, I have a certain degree of skepticism, I'm just saying, oh, I remember what I wanted to say. Okay. This is important to point out because I've never heard anybody talk about this. I'm just on a podcast, okay? Because we're really stuck at these different mental levels, and we need to just rise out of this whole thing uh, like a rocket and just look down and go, yeah, I kind of left everybody behind down there. Because everybody's talking about, you know, this military-industrial-type technology. Come on, man. Johnny, do you really think the powers that be, whoever they are, these elite black magicians, are going to be limited with military-industrial-type technology? Because, see, when we talk about, you know, is is, uh, Fukushima, or we talk about what happened with, you know, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, that's the kind of level of technology we're talking about, you see. And what I'm doing as a deep conspiracist, I'm immediately assuming that if something actually happened, and I'm obviously not saying it, 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 it didn't. Some people are saying that it's, nothing happened. It was all fake. Actually, over in Japan, World War II, I don't know if you heard of this kind of... The fakeologists are in that kind of thing. But I'm saying if something happened, I, would, I wouldn't even consider that it would be military-industrial technology. Why would they use that technology? They have their own technology. They have their own Internet. They have their own pornography. They have their own sex slaves. They have their own um, biological uh, sex slaves. Sex robots, Johnny. Did you know that we've talked about sex robots around here? Can you imagine... the type of uh, technological sophistication of Illuminati sex robots, Johnny. Now, the reason mm. I um, bring that up is because if you use the word sex, you get everyone's attention, so i got everyone's attention now. But that's a good example there, you see. Do you think that they're going to be limited to these high-tech, I'm talking about, you know, the big boys with the big toys? that they would be limited to these advanced uh, Japanese um, sex robots. Do you think they would be Johnny, or do you think they'd have um, sex robots that are far more advanced? What do you think? Sex robots that are far more advanced? Well, this is a basic principle, and what we say is that's a dumb question. Of course they would. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm trying to use here as an illustration with sex robots Well, guess what, folks? This is true across the board in every single conceivable category. What people are doing is they're focusing on what they can see. Okay? This is the human condition. What you need to think about is what you can't see ever. And that's why we're talking about these elite biological transhumans, these supermen. These are the true rulers of the earth, and they don't appear in public because um, they don't age naturally. And so if these individuals did exist, 
it's absurd that they would be using military industrial technology. And they might be trying to trick you into believing that that's what they did. But I'm not buying it. And I'm not saying that they would never use it, you know. Um, I think sometimes they do. But I think that would be the exception and not the rule. And I, I don't notice people talking about this. I guess they just don't understand the elite. So what we do around here is something that no one else does. We don't actually put a limit on what they have and what they don't have. And I'll just come out and say, I don't know, because they don't, and neither does anybody else. So what we're trying to do is get people to think and open up your mind. Mm-hmm. And the first thing is you don't you don't know what they did. You know, you weren't there, you didn't see it, you can't measure it, you can't comprehend it. So it's, it's an unknown. So be more open <clears throat> to them having advanced technology, because I think we need to err on the side of caution, uh, which I actually which I actually don't. That's why I leave their technology, quote-unquote, open-ended. I'm not going to put limits on it. I'm not also not going to put limits on their abilities, except for when we talk about the bumping into God principle, when we know there's certain things that they can't do. You know what I mean? Because God's not going to allow them. So, anyway... Um, so once you say something, I mean, there was some interest in the chat room about uh, people get concerned about this kind of stuff. You have these conspiratorial anxieties. Uh, so why don't you say something about Jade Helm 15? Well, whatever's going on with Jade Helm 15, it's involving an eventual red list pickup. Um, it's just basic martial law training. I mean, the red it, list it, people. I mean, this is... Oh, like the FEMA it's red list, blue list, yellow stuff. list. You've heard about this over and over and over again. But supposedly at a certain point in time, well, they have these these lists right now. And uh, what list do you think Dave would be on, Johnny? Red list, Dave. Dude, well, we talk about dumb questions around here, don't we? <laughs> I, I don't believe in the red list, uh, blue list, whatever the heck. Um, I do believe that they have lists, and we talk about how... Um, <clears throat> They have a very complex personality profiles. And uh, as deep conspiracies, we like to go out and beyond everyone. So I'm going to say that um, anybody that they're concerned about, the personality profile would actually be designed and created by this sentient being that they created that monitors everything. Because it makes perfect sense to me. Because why would you want to be limited um, because you would be unless you got the uh, sentient being involved. It's basically a biological computer. So what's going to happen to the people on the red list, Johnny? And, and this well, is know, kind of like Alex goes, Jones' uh, fear-mongering here. Yeah, the story goes that all red list people will... They're, well, they're supposed to get rounded up two to three weeks before martial law right. imposed. That's right. But, um, and and, you know, and, and what, what time do they come to your house? And Yankee About 3 a.m. Yeah, you go. Did you know yeah. that um, there's an esoteric, uh, I don't want to say a secret, but tradition that... Um, witching hour? Well, you could say the true witching hour. They give you everything is false. So they're going to tell you, well, the witching hour is at midnight. And, and you believe that because you hear it over and over again. But the true witching hour <laughs> is actually 3 a.m. And yeah. this is interesting. I think we have talked about this before because it has to do 
with the time that Christ was um, crucified, but it's twelve years. It's twelve hours opposite. I believe that is correct. It has something to do with the cruci- crucifixion of Christ. And obviously, he wasn't crucified at three in the morning. So I, because see, in Satanism, it has to do with opposites. So I believe that he was crucified at three p.m. And that explains why you have this magical 3 a.m. Because it's actually been, I will, instead of saying st- scientifically, I'll say statistically. Let me put it this way. There's sufficient statistical evidence out there that demonic activity peaks in uh, at three, between 3 and 4 a.m. That's weird because I always like 3 a.m. Because I've always liked the number 33, so I like 3 a.m. Uh, 33 is a double C's, and that is deeply, deeply esoteric. Um, wow, Robert, you know, he's quite the driver. Oh, He contacts yeah. me on Skype, and he, <laughs> he's out driving. He's down there in Los Angeles. Anyway, go ahead. Java rings in the chat. He is? Yeah. Yeah. Last I heard, he was driving. (laughs) Hey, Java. Well, come up here and and talk. Call in. Um, You know, this guy complained earlier about uh, not being responsive to the chat room, but actually... um, the major uh, podcasts that I listen to on uh, TalkShoe, they're very upfront about, uh, they actually ignore the chat room because it's kind of like a distraction. And what I tend to do is kind of pace around, especially when I'm ranting, and I'll come back to it periodically, but I don't uh, sit in front of the computer and just sit still, unless I'm on a Skype call. So anyway, go ahead with your Jade uh, Helm 15. Well, it's supposed to start in uh, January 15th. Is that no, what it is? It runs July. July. Oh, I meant to say July. I actually said that. Yeah. June or July, whichever one. I think it's July. And uh, I want the whole world possible. to know that Johnny and I had a uh, previous conversation, so we're, we're pretending to talk about this for the first time. All right, Johnny? Yeah. Because I actually said July 15th earlier before. Okay, go ahead. Well, there's supposed to be about nine states involved, and Utah and Texas are labeled hostile. But you know what Sherry Schreiner mentioned last night was that um, this Jade Helm, the the states that they're covering, they're supposed to be reptilian bases or something like that, but there's supposed to be some sort of... uh, a way deeper meaning to what the hell is going on besides just the, you know, the martial law icing on the cake, you know, that there's that there's a lot more deeper stuff going on relating to underground bases and movement of certain um, Go ahead. forces. Yeah. So. I mean, we're seeing that it's just a build-up. It's, it's a very big build-up to some sort of martial law event, but not only that, because I think it does include a... Um, a weather earthquake event, maybe um, that that's sort of coming from that plane crash that we um, that we seen about uh, a few weeks ago. Um, the German German flights um, 
four U nine two five five or something nine nine five two five plane. Mm-hmm. Um, co-piloted by some guy named Andreas Lubitz, and uh, people have, have been decoding that as uh, being connected to this more bigger staged event of some sort of a huge earthquake type event in the San Andreas Fault Line. So the co-pilot's name was Andreas. He crashed the plane, so it's Andreas Fault. And then you get the movie San Andreas, where uh, in California there's a huge earthquake, and uh, you're going to feel it on the East Coast and the West Coast. There's all sorts of uh, coastline doom. And we've been known, we've known for years that everybody on the coastline, you know, they got to evacuate because that's, uh, those have been the major points of destruction. You know, you want to avoid the coastlines. I mean, you would agree with that, wouldn't you, Dave? You're triggering, uh, the mind of Dave. And I'm actually writing down notes. Okay. I had a conversation well, nights ago with a guy about this, and I've never talked about it on the show. And not only that, I was going to say something, and I lost my train of thought, and now I remember what it was. That it would disrupt your continuity. Okay. Well, in in this German flights thing, uh, the 4U9525 or something like that, it has to do with uh, people are decoding it as the number 4 being significant. Four is some sort of Chinese, like it's affiliated with the Chinese. Jade Helm, 15, has to do with the Chinese takeover. Like Jade, uh, that's a that's a stone most affiliated with the Chinese. And the helm being like the top or the tip of the spear, head of the ship, you know, like you're, at the, you're number one. And, the, you know, the, like China's at the top. They're going to take some resources. They, they already own the Great Lakes, apparently. So now they're going to own United States cities and co- as collateral. And they'll just take over or something like that. And then it has to do with um, 925, September 25th, um, this coming September being the the time of an economic, the huge, I mean, the economic collapse, like the dollar going going bust. And it has to do with um, basically the blood moons and uh, the Shemitah year that we're in, spelling out economic misfortune for America and uh and so, you know, causing a worldwide, even a global currency reset, you know, we could see the beginning of um, this new world order forming sometime this September, you know. Mm-hmm. And and this martial law training would go hand in hand with the economic collapse, people going crazy, some sort of asteroid event supposedly happening around September, the NEO, the near-Earth object. You're getting Neo in June, so a lot of people are already going to be programmed with the Neo. Maybe the green. You ever think about that? There's a Neo near Earth object? There's a near Earth object, apparently. Um, Did you mention this earlier that had to do with NASA? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. There's supposed to be some asteroid coming in on the 25th around that time, but um, the Neo itself, the Nero phone, it's, it's coming in in June, so what I was thinking right now is maybe. What if this is, uh, like, all the users of the neural phone are going to be updated and they're, like, sort of, like, uh, they're mind-linking to bring in some sort of near-Earth object for September? Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> like, they're somehow, like, like some a... pretty uh, sophisticated fear-mongering. That, yeah, I, I, should, I should turn that into something. That's pretty funny. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you could, I mean, it, it's a... 
I don't see that as a too far a stretch. Um, they could, because that's what the neural phone is supposed to also be about. He had mentioned that, you know, if you've got enough people using a neural phone, thinking about the same thing, then, you know, great things will happen. Sort of like when we hear that if, you know, one or two are get two or more gathered together praying on the same thing that you'll get, you'll see exponential results, you know, but uh, if you got all these neural neural phone users hooked up to the Neo, all being programmed and updated on this frequency, on this new blend of uh, pink Fibonacci that they don't even know what's in it, um, all hearing it for the first time, maybe they could be mind-linking and possibly bringing in something like a near-Earth object to show up in September to bring about a more catastrophic event. Well, I'm is this what happens when you hang out with Sherry Schreiner and uh, Contrarius? Yeah. <laughs> You're getting pretty scary, Johnny. It's frightening. Seems pretty possible. I'm going to have some bad dreams tonight. So it looks like um, what you're trying to say is that the uh, the airplane flight was some uh, type of uh, sophisticated uh, predictive programming. Yeah. At some level. Because we talked about before how when they have like a 9-11 event, I mean, they're trying to accomplish as many things as possible. Some of it would be ritualistic. You know, that's going to be involved. Uh, I'd like to hear what Spirit Cleaner uh, has to say about this because uh, I haven't looked into it that much, you know. I mean, he's going into detail about the CERN thing. He's got a new podcast. Some guy talking about that. But... Uh, He'd, he'd be ahead of me on that one. I, I'm good at, like, fitting into the big picture, you know. So that would be true with, like, um, the asteroid scare. Because, you know, we always try to do, uh, have a little conspiracy humor around here, Johnny. Uh-huh. So I'm going to say something that um, I have said before, but it would appear to be a complete absurdity, but I, I don't believe in asteroids. I think they're completely manufactured. Um I do believe that there are objects up there, but not specifically asteroids. Basically, I think that God, I'll just say, you know, keeps a clean universe. I don't think there's a lot of junk up there. And I'm not talking about NASA junk. I'm talking about natural, biological type stuff, you know, because God would be responsible for that. According to the Book of Enoch, angels actually take care of all these things. Did you know that according to the Book of Enoch that that ain't, uh, angels actually move the stars around and the sun and the moon and everything? Did you ever come across that? I've heard of it, yeah. Sounds like something out of the medieval period they would put like in a painting or something. But that actually says that kind of thing, yeah. So, I mean, even if asteroids are real, um, if you were to create a list of things that they create fear about, well, without question, asteroids would be up there top ten, you know. Yeah, no, I'm not sure about top five, but I mean, they, I mean, you know, they manufacture these asteroid threats. And what do you, what, all you got to do is just think a little bit. Notice how I mean, they do tell you, they tell you that asteroids are coming, but they're like in the deep future. It's like absurdly deep into the future. And the other thing they do is they tell you that an asteroid passed by the Earth as if they didn't know that it was going to happen until after it passed by. And it's like, why do you always tell us that it 
just pass by. I mean, they've done this over and over. Now, they're doing this less, by the way, but they used to be really bad at that. Oh, an asteroid just passed by. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> it's, you know, because, see, you know they're lying. Because if there is an asteroid, isn't it true that they were monitoring it the whole time? Yeah. So you always got to uh, amp up your comprehension of their technology. You know, I mean, they're always telling you that we're using this technology or that technology, like the ISS to do this or that. Come on, man. They've got stuff that's so completely beyond all that. It's just a complete farce. So um, let me see here. Well, I was talking to this uh, huge fan of our podcast um, a couple nights ago. I'm going to co- drop a couple of bombs here. And um, he was talking about a tsunami on the West Coast. And we've had discussion about this. Okay. And I spent years pondering this. And uh, I also claim to have revelation on it. But I actually think that this uh, torrent of water in Revelation 12 is actually a tsunami. And I believe that the now, if you look at the text at face value, it looks like um, you know the dragon is trying to destroy the woman, who is actually, of course, a a group of people. It's the remnant that are fleeing. They go to the place of protection, and either uh, at that place or after they leave that place, because they're only there for a relatively short period of time. You could say three and a half years. It appears that he's trying to destroy them, but I believe I've been shown. You know, Satan is not stupid. You ask yourself this question, does he believe that he can destroy them? No. Um, He's never defeated God in any... God, all God ever does is just baffle him. I don't want to go into all that because we talked about this before. But the, the, the classical Christian view of Satan is he's plotting to overthrow God. And this is all completely absurd because, see, Job one and two says that Satan appears in the divine council. You can see that in uh, English Standard Version, Psalm eighty-two, actually says divine council. And uh, in the divine council, you have all these decrees of God. And uh, guess how many decrees of God have not come to pass, Johnny, over the uh, millennia? They've all come to pass. Do you think that the devil might be aware of that? The devil is aware of something that most Christians are not aware of, and that is that God can't fail. If you knew that one vital fact, then you would not be trying to overthrow God, because that's absurd. Okay, so um, he's not trying to do those things. So what I'm trying to say is that if if this is, I can't prove this, but if this actually was, because I've said I'm a literalist, you know, and I know that there's a lot of symbolism in the book of Revelation. What I'm trying to say is that he's trying to disappear them, trick people into believing they were destroyed. And the reason I mention that, because you're not going to hear anywhere else. So now you have an alternative view. You go, wow, I wonder if Dave is um, aware of that. So what I'm saying is that the dragon, he's not engaged on a fool's errand. 
he's going through the motions knowing that, uh, okay, I'm not going to destroy them. You know why? Because you always have a remnant. You have a remnant principle. Uh, does the dragon, uh, do you think he might know about that? <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. Do you think that he believes that he can destroy the remnant so it doesn't exist anymore? Of course he doesn't. So what is his motive? You see? Well, see, a lot of times <clears throat> he actually carries out orders. Yeah, I'm not going to go in that detail right now because we'll get, we'll get side sidetracked. I've talked about this before. So people have to question their view of, uh, you know, Satan. So anyway, that's my view on that. So anyway, I believe, based on these prophetic revelations that people are getting, and also based on, guess what, Illuminati predictive programming, like in the movie 2012, because there's some good redundancy that the East Coast is going to be destroyed by a tsunami. And I absolutely believe this. And I believe it's going to happen first. We've never really talked about what we believe is going to happen to America. Uh, we're not going to go into it right now, but it's not going to be good. This country is going to be largely annihilated different stages, in my opinion. I've studied these kind of things since I've been a little kid. Okay? And uh, it's a very complex subject, but I actually believe that there will be a massive tsunami on the West Coast later, which explains why uh, after Java Ring hears this, <laughs> this podcast, he's going to eventually want to move out of Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. You want to be hanging around there. Well, look where I'm at, you see. Uh, got the same problem. So anyway, what I want to mention, the other bomb I want to drop, and I was you know, trying to say this earlier, and again I digressed, and uh, I just want to drop a bomb sometimes, just get, get it out there. We believe, we have to take a head count there, who, who actually believes this? I believe that um, everybody is quote-unquote shipped. Remember when I started to talk about that and I drifted away from it? Yeah. It's not really a chip. You see, that is um, outdated technology. And I believe, as a deep conspiracist, I believe things like um, they can put this stuff into you through, you know, needles. And um, they can uh, put it in chemtrails. They can use nanotech. Now, what's scary about this, Johnny, is nobody can prove this wrong. Can Dave prove it's true? Nope. I'm just telling you what I believe. Now, I'm actually not going to focus on the embedded whatever. It's some kind of microtech. I'll just call it that. What I want to focus on is all this predictive programming that has to do with zombies. Now, I said on here briefly one of the scariest things you'll ever hear anywhere, which I absolutely did not used to believe. You know the Georgia Guidestones. Everybody heard of that, right, Johnny? Mm-hmm. And they've got a prediction on there that they're going to reduce humanity to... I don't remember. Do you remember what the uh, how many hundreds of thousands it is? 500,000? 
Okay. I actually believe it's going to be lower than that. Now, I talk about on here um, how I criticize Christians because they say, well, God wouldn't allow something like that. And then from time to time, I'll actually talk about the human condition, which I have been with Java Ring, and how we all have these certain tendencies. And I found myself doing the same thing. I absolutely believe that God would not allow something like that. And I changed my mind, and uh, I did it through a prophetic revelation, actually that other people got, that I trusted. I don't think I've actually got anything myself. But basically, I would be more comfortable saying it's getting down below 200,000. And I believe this is a judgment from God that is comparable with what we believe happened in the first century, but also obviously uh, Noah's flood. It actually happens through technology. And one thing that we do know is that God works through available means, secondary causes, this is one of the most profound things that I've ever had to wrap my brain around. So I'm just throwing this out there. People are not going to really perceive this. We'll talk about this in detail in the future when things start breaking down, because that will be the time. So I'm just kind of softening things up. Because I had a hard time processing that God would use technology this way. This is one of the most extreme things you'd ever hear about. But there is this principle where he uses available means. You know, and uh, he will use right now the idol of man, you know, to just to set money aside, is actually technology. So if you have learned a few things through observing God working through redemptive history, you will notice that he uses these things that we idolize against us. See? So that would actually follow that pattern, you know, if you're going to be consistent. Just throwing that out there, just make it a little bit more palatable. But basically what we're talking about here, this is what I want to say, is that I am convinced at this point that the Illuminati, first of all, God's going to work through the Illuminati, and they are going to flip a switch. And because uh, see, all this stuff is embedded in everybody right now. And when they flip the switch, then you're going to have, Johnny, the zombie apocalypse that they keep telling us about over and over again. Mm-hmm. This is one of the scariest scenarios you could ever imagine. And it's, it's complex, too, because you're going to have a massive cleanup problem. And I actually believe that these bodies are designed to uh, technologically decompose. Put it that way, you know what I mean? Just a second here. I'm going to see who's at the door. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, Johnny, i got to go for a couple minutes. Okay. Um, You got something you can talk about? Yeah, I got something I can talk about. Is Java Ring in the chat room? Checking right now. Hold on. <clears throat> no, okay. he's not. He's not. No. Okay. Um. Jeez. Let me see here. What are you going to talk about? I can talk about the neurophone. Um, whatever they want me to talk about. Any, I could just uh, you know if you, they uh, want to ask Joe questions. Joe, talk about CERN for a while. Sure. Um, 
just saying, you know, I, people I, are concerned about that. Concerned, okay. I did a show about CERN on my radio show, which is uh, the Channing and Layla Fullflood show. Mm-hmm. I did it on... Uh, okay, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him talk on the phone. And what I want you to do... Um, Keep talking until you see me come back in the chat room, okay? All right. Just keep talking, because you go on your own little rants on the uh, start of these shows. Do that until I come back. That way we won't, we won't have to edit the show. We can actually put it up. Okay. Otherwise, there'll be dead air issues. So just, just keep yeah. talking until I come back, okay? Yeah. And then if I have to, I'll shut it down, okay? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, so I don't really know all that much about CERN, but from what you guys have probably already done your research on, you guys know that CERN is uh, working on recreating the Big Bang, um, finding the Higgs boson particle, which ties all all our particles and uh, atoms and everything together. And you're getting people online saying that... Um, what starting this is going to actually blast open some sort of portal from like from these uh, areas that that it's operating and send in these gigantic well these giants demons aliens all types of crazy beings um, do some sort of portal and what David mentioned to me previously was that uh, you know he doesn't believe that this is really going to happen that it's tier two propaganda put out specifically to make people think that it's CERN doing this instead of um, something else, or, you know, some sort of red herring to blame CERN on what's going on. And it was actually um, that German flight, the German wings flight, um, 4U whatever, 4U-925, whatever, it, uh, it, it went down, I think, the day after CERN was started up. And so people were trying to blame that on CERN, but that, I don't, I don't believe CERN had anything to do with that. And then apparently when CERN was up and running, they had to shut it down for some circuitry issues. But there are also people saying, how do we know that's even true, that they shut it down, you know? But um, they had to, they actually rebooted it on Easter, you know, one of the most, um, you know, that, that, that date itself is, is huge in occult circles and in Christianity, of course, it's fake Christianity, but it's telling that they would do it on such a date as that. Now, if um, there really is a chance that this CERN is responsible for, for doing all this stuff, um, I would say the best thing that we could do is find out other areas that it could be operating. So um, Sherry Schreiner on her list, uh, she gave out some info that there's this place in Warrenville, Illinois, called Fermilab, which actually runs a sister Large Hadron Collider and if you actually look this up, go to Google Maps, type in Fermilab, Warrenville, Illinois, you'll you can get this place. If you if you go to the maps area, so you can see the greenery and zoom in, you can see there's this huge circle. And she's saying that that's the sister large hedge collider here in America, which shouldn't be here because America is supposed to be a a uh, what like a visitor or viewership a viewership status only. Same with Israel, same with some other nations. Like, we um, we are not supposed to have any action with the Large Hadron Collider. We're not supposed to have any uh, dealings with CERN. Yet, we have a sister Large Hadron Collider here in Illinois. 
in a in that area. So I've been tasked the, with the uh, job to uh, orgone that area, at least get get a sufficient amount of orgone done. But I haven't had uh, anybody to take me over there. I don't drive, so I would need uh, I would need some help to get there. And uh, I'm working on it, but so far I've got a bunch of flakes on my side that aren't pulling through. So. And, and you know, I'm, I'm probably repeating stuff that you guys already know, but it, it should be interesting for anybody new that's listening. I don't know how many people um, actually will end up listening to this because I know Dave's got a big hit on iTunes. You know, he gets lots of hits. But um, CERN actually has that, that statue of Shiva out there. I mean, that should be an indicator to everybody who's at least not in the know that CERN is uh, evil, that... CERN's freaking evil. It's like, you know, they've got... And, and Shiva itself's not evil, but it, it depicts a story of uh, cosmic creation and destruction. You know, the dance of life and death and the circle of life. That's You know, that's uh, it's a beautiful type of explanation of how we do live a life, and it's the cosmic dance that's going on. And what I did a few days ago, uh, weeks ago, is that um, when Madonna fell live at that... Uh, British Awards show, I reversed the song that she fell to, which was called Living for Love. And in reverse, I got her saying um, something that had to do with, um, she was saying, well, there were buzzwords. I mean, I I can't remember off the top of my head exactly what she said, but she was talking about um, the tango and the dance and the shortage of time. And... um, at, at that current point, everybody is wondering, what the hell did she fall for? Because, you know, when, when these things happen, it's not by accident. When these people um, in Hollywood, you know, like uh, when, when you got that uh, Justin Timberlake and that woman, he, he pulled her breastplate off and he exposed her. These things don't happen by accident. Everything's all scripted. So when you see that type of activity where she falls in this song, one of these... Uh, demon's horns, and one of these uh, devil's horns takes her uh, dress down with her. She falls. Um, that's significant also, what Dave would say, of a uh, of this um, queen figure, this, this coming queen figure in the world who uh, is living today in a human body, but uh, don't really know much Um that I can that I can say here, but it's uh, it's indicative of a real person. While at the same time, I I do believe that it, it was kind of tipping off CERN because it it had to do with this cosmic dance yet again that that's going on even with these individuals. Um, this queen it has to do with the coming destruction that's going to hit this world, and I don't think enough people are really um on the board with that. They don't understand what's coming. They, they're too preoccupied with school and trivial pursuit of of this crap life and this rat race of life that, you know, uh, we can read in scripture over and over again that our treasures shouldn't be on earth, yet that's what everybody's accumulating. You know, we, we get the nice places um, to live. We get all this crap to fill the places we live in. And then we get more money than we can handle to splurge on crap. And then we focus on the material, but we never focus on the spiritual. And 
I think, uh, you know, spirituals are going to merge with this flesh, and uh, people are going to be really, really freaked out for what's coming. They don't have any orgones, so, you know, they're not going to really be able to deal with any zombies, literal or figurative, because that, um, there's a really big push for promoting flesh-eating zombies in the minds of um, millions of people. You know, when you got the CDC telling people to prepare for zombies as they would any other natural disaster, you got to wonder how natural it is for zombies, flesh-eating monsters, to be on the world scene. You know, when you've got FEMA actually preparing for zombies and aliens in their UFO crash disaster full-scale exercise, it, it begs the question how much, how seriously they take aliens and zombies if the official statement of the government is that aliens don't exist and everybody knows zombies are fiction. But, you know, that could be changing uh, very soon because even with the Rudy Eugene case back in 2012, that guy was not on basalt. That guy had marijuana in his system, but he was definitely a flesh-eating monster. You know, when the cops came to shoot this guy and take him down, they fired shots at him, and all he did was growl. He didn't go down. He had to keep shooting. And uh, they took him in, but, um, you know, there was the guy in, uh, the guy that he bit was still alive, and he didn't, he didn't turn, but that's because it wasn't a full-on zombie um it wasn't a full-on, uh, it was a pest, really. Um, something that Sherry Schreiner mentioned about this case is that he consumed some sort of worm that went into his body, and it, it turned him into a zombie, but it didn't have the capability to produce other zombies from the bite. It was more of a test run to see how the public would react and what this worm thing would do. Actually, I should listen to that show again because it was interesting that you brought up that worm thing because I think that was one of the plots in um, in the uh, Prometheus movie, and I think that it was featured in um, the X Files. Some, some some something to do with black goo and uh, a virus or some sort of biological creature that changes who you are um, going inside your body or something like that, but. That Rudy Eugene case was a zombie case, and there are other cases in the United States and, and uh, across the world of people going berserk, like China just going berserk and eating people. So, um, quick little explanation of orgone is that uh, through the use of inorganic and organic molecules, you can gather ambient orgone energy in the environment. Orgone is another term for uh, basic uh, life force energy, ether energy in the environment. That can be good or bad. So if you have something like a computer and a laptop, a cell phone, it's all generating this electromagnetic frequency and radiation that would give you cancers and uh, tumors and all kinds of negative impact on your body. Whereas if you were to have a piece of orgone near your uh, electrical equipment, it would take in all that deadly orgone that's being pumped out by the power lines and uh, um, the fluorescent New World Order bulbs that cause mercury when you break them and all all the TVs and the microwaves and um, toaster ovens and all this stuff, a lot of electricity, all all this power, it generates a lot of DOR. So you have this organ in your room in your house. It's going to uh, 
change all that BOR, turn it into POR, which is positive orgone energy. And the only organ known to man that can be able, that, that's even able to stop aliens and demons and zombies and giants and all this stuff, it's, it's, it's called organ blasters or Sherry Shriner style organ. Just look that up. Um, it's, it's a recipe um, given by God to Sherry. That's, that's her story. And uh, what she would suggest you do is ask Father for the truth about that. And Dave's got his observations about Sherry. And uh, he would uh, mind me talking about Sherry on his show, like promoting her. But, you know, I, I, promote, um, I promote free thought and discussion of any and you know, all subjects. So Oregon is definitely one of those. And uh, how I came to discover Oregon was simply by wanting to disprove it. And I ended up proving that it worked. So when we have something like zombies and giants, which we can't readily prove or test that Oregon will work against them, all I have is my experience backing me up and my belief that it will definitely work against real zombies and giants. And the only reason I'm talking about this now is because you probably didn't know that if you make orgone blasters and you put it in a bucket of water, leave it there for a few days, you now have orgone water that you can fill in any water gun and use to shoot zombies and kill them in one shot. And it'll melt their bodies. It'll melt the places that you shot them at. You know, wouldn't wouldn't you like to make some zombie spray, you know, anti-demon juice or something like that? Um, because you're not going to hear that anywhere else, but right here or listening to Sherry. So think about all these people that actually prepare for zombies and uh, they got the Max Brooks Zombie Survival Guide. They got the month's year supply of food and zombie prep area. You know, zombie preparation is a big business. A lot of people, you know, just for fun, they've got breaking piece of zombie crap. But how many people are preparing with orgone? How many people that actively prepare for zombies, would they even bother with orgone or would they just scoff at it, laugh at it, and think that having it around wouldn't be the best backup you could ever have when you run out of bullets for those guns and when that machete blade gets dull and you run out of the ability to defend yourself? You know, last-ditch effort, you got your area's orgone, you got the four corners of your area orgone, you got orgone water. Oregon water guns, but, you know, they didn't want to take a chance. They didn't want to take a risk. They didn't want to have some sort of imagination now to even test it out. Because you can destroy chemtrails with Oregon. I don't know how many of you listeners that are listening have learned about Oregon yet, but I would suggest you go to um, tearingdownstrongholds.com and just read about Oregon. And not all Oregon is the same. Um, this is the specific... This specific orgone is the only orgone known to man that's going to be able to stop UFOs and destroy um, all these all these beings that um, that I mentioned previously. Things like, I mean, it'll burn, piss off, repel, and um, destroy things like um, reptilians and greys. They hate it. Demons, gym, fallen angels, um, negative interdimensional spiritual beings. You know, this... Um, this war really isn't just all in the flesh. It's about it's a spiritual battle and it's an energy war. So, you know, you got to fight this energy with energy, and that's what people aren't doing. You know, the last thing you know, they're doing is actually preparing with orgone or 
or tearing down strongholds um, like EMF, ELF towers. If you go hit up some, some of those areas with the orgone, you'll notice a, a change in the environment because all of that DOR they're pumping, it's mind control. Um, I mean, they're broadcasting subliminal mind control messages like accept the new world order through those towers. And so what you could do is orgone in those areas and you won't have any new world order broadcasting anymore. Everything's going to be changed to um, at least mitigate the effects of the radiation and cancer-causing DOR. Because, you know, you're not going to always be able to... Uh, you know, it, it really neutralizes this stuff. It neutralizes it. it. It takes in all this crap and it changes it into what it isn't, you know. And uh, so by getting organ out, you're actually putting balance back in the earth, but not all organ, you know, is, is this organ. Because you've got organ that people make to bring you money, bring you love, bring you all kinds of stuff because, um, you know, utilizing different herbs and... Um, intention into the orgone, can ch- it, it changes the chemistry. I mean, you can use orgone with, you can make orgone with um, a polyester resin that, uh, or an epoxy resin rather, that, that's clear. So you could add uh, food coloring and seashells and all this crap. And it's not going to protect you from demons or aliens, but it'll definitely be a a useless paperweight, you know. It's not really doing anything. It's all crap. But if you were to get the real deal, which are Sherry Shrine style orgone blasters, you're going to be able to tear down strongholds of the New World Order. You'll be able to mitigate all this DOR in your area. And it's the strongest orgone known to man. I mean, the recipe calls for Bondo fiberglass resin. And Bondo fiberglass resin is actually a trade secret recipe. We don't know all that's in it. And it's got so many carbon chain molecules that it produces the really... Um, the strongest type of uh, orgone because you need inorganic and organic molecules to be able to accumulate the orgone. The crystals inside the copper, the clockwise one copper core in the orgone, it it boosts. Um, what it, what that really does it's the powerhouse behind the transmutation of the DOR into POR. And um, what I meant to say is that the, if you have magnetic copper wire, the magnet. It, the, mag- the magnetic structure of that boosts the power of the crystals. But um, you can you can really, uh, I mean, this stuff is, it's, it's powerful stuff. Even if you don't feel it, it's happening on an acidic level that you're not aware of. I was going to get into something else too, but, um, and yeah, it had to do with orgone. There's a lot to be said about orgone. I mean, okay, I, I can get into... Because um, I brought this up to Sherry Schreiner herself. Like, I, I've mentioned this. And she's going to do a question and answer show on Monday. So if anybody here wants to question her about it again, I would suggest you do so. Um, orgone, this specific... This this specific type of orgone does have a 666 symbolism in it. And I brought this up to Sherry. And she said, um, you know, it's fitting that this would have a 666 in it because it's destroying these demons and aliens and evil beings, which, you know, are aligned with Satan, who's the one who administered the 666, um, you know, mark of the beast. So we're destroying the beast <laughs> with the number of beast inside, basically, uh, the orgone. I'm going to get into that right now. Um, orgone uses 
about four strict um, ingredients in it. Okay, you got the fiberglass resin, which is Bondo fiberglass resin, which is uh, has really uh, long carbon chain molecules. And carbon's atomic number is six. Then you get the quartz crystals, which are, um, you know, they're kind of like you can program crystals and they're, they're powerful things, but inside a piece of orgone, they're being constricted, which means that their piezoelectric energy is being generated and used in such a way that's um, never been used before. I mean, you're combining organic and inorganic, which accumulates the orgone. Then you put in quartz crystals into this clockwise long copper coil in the mix, taking in all that DOR, it's changing the chemistry of it. I mean, if there were no quartz crystals in that orgone, all it would do is accumulate all the DOR, which is what an organ accumulator is. It accumulates all organ regardless of whether it's good or bad, which is why when home Mike operated his organ accumulator near power lines and uh, nuclear radiation, all that would happen was that it would be saturated with DOR and you would get cancer. You would get sick. And, uh, you know, he had to, he discovered that the hard way. He had to uh, evacuate the area and dismantle the organ, the ORAC, because uh, it was dangerous. It was life-threatening. But if you were to have organ placed around your area and you had an ORAC, um, all it would do was accumulate that positive organ energy. And I can't prove that, but that's exactly what would happen because that's what Wilhelm Reich proved. And I don't have um, the money to build my own organ accumulator at the moment. But I would, I would build one. Um, <clears throat> so carbon atomic number six, the quartz crystals in the orgone, the quartz crystals are a six-sided stone, and the clockwise on copper coil, when you snip it, um, forms a six. I mean, these are things that I've been making orgone for three years, or two years, okay, so I know that, I know what I'm seeing when I, when I look at this, and, uh, you know, every time I snip it, I'm like, oh, it's a six put the crystals in, I'm reminded that it's a six-sided stone. <laughs> and then I'm reminded that carbon's uh, atomic number six and that Bondo actually has a bunch of carbon in it, which makes it tactical orgone. Now, my shop is called Tactical Orgone, uh, Generating Interdimensional Weapons, because that's what they are. And um, then you got aluminum in the mix. The aluminum acts as a, uh, a scrubber. It spreads around all this... Uh, this energy inside the puck. And and the clockwise on copper coil, the spin produces a it's a positive wavelength. So it's it's sending out all these um frequencies that sending out all this energy at a um, positive frequency and setting. So that's sort of the inner construct of what orgone is and what it does and what it can do. But um I think it would deter Christians most most people, if they were to see that there is 666 symbolism in it. But what it's doing now, it's, I mean, you could see just by the fruits of those who are getting it out and it being there, doing what it's supposed to do, that it's always been good. Oregon has always been good, and they're going to, they're coming up against it. They want to, um, they really want to ban orgone. They're eventually going to ban it. They're going to try to find a ways to find, to uh, make it look like it's destructive, to make it look like it's bomb-making, to make it, uh, you know, to put it in such bad light as to um, convince all the sheeple that it's 
it's a terrorist activity to get organ out in your area. Because uh, what I've heard over and over again is that the NSA is highly involved in um, finding out the individuals who are making Orgo and getting it out and that they know it's powerful against the Illuminati, but they don't go against it because they don't want to validate it at this current point. Like they had done with Wilhelm Reich back in 80 years ago, 1930s, when he was um, curing people with cancer with his ORAX. He... um, I mean, he, he had to fight the FDA because the FDA was, they were so angry at Wilhelm Reich declaring that orgone didn't exist that they destroyed his research materials to prove that orgone didn't exist. You know, like, they they locked him up. The FBI um, put him up on some Trump charges and contempt of court charges. They didn't want to be part of this uh, this clown show. I mean, they were just, they were mocking him and, it was, it was terrible that they were doing a right, persecuting this man for uh, discovering the way to destroy the aliens and destroy the uh, New World Order and and destroy cancer and promote uh, a more healthy lifestyle. I mean, the guy wasn't a uh, saint. He was definitely not a Christian, but his work was... Uh, I mean, when you get the attention of the New World Order and they actually have to come after you and kill you, uh, that's that's sort of like a genius in my book and uh, a revolutionary. But this guy was, uh, you know, he was ahead of his time, which is why when he died, he had ordered his research to not be, um, he, he specifically wanted his research kept, like, lock and key for about 50 years. So by the year 2000, Don and Carol Croft had come on the scene and uh, decided to, um, well, Croft, Croft's wife is an admitted witch or something like that. And so she, um, I think it was them both who had kind of co-opted this idea to uh, create orgone energy devices called tower busters and holy hand grenades. And so where Sherry comes in is that um, she was being attacked by high government uh, tech attacks and, uh, you know, things like uh, sending beams right to your skull and, and heating your body up like, you know, beyond um, beyond the bearability, like you don't even, it's unbearable, like you don't want to deal with this anymore. So she kept praying to the Lord, asking him how she, she can further protect herself because, you know, she's asking for his protection 24-7 and, uh, you know, it wears off after a while because you got to keep asking and regenerating that uh, bubble of protection that, that he anoints you with. But what she told us... Um, and tell the world, you know, anybody who was willing to listen is that the Lord gave her a weapon to use and spread this weapon around. And it's based off orgone. It is orgone, but it's a recipe that no one else is uh, using except us. And it's uh, that that's the recipe that she was given and given to us to use. Um, and it's actually played a larger part and role in this uh, ministry of hers here on Earth where she's targeting certain areas with orgone to be able to prevent uh, events from happening, to uh, save events for future dates, and to set up areas as safe zones for the coming giant invasion and alien invasion and zombie infestation because in Shiri's world, which happens to be um, a most uh, realistic world in my view, um, 
there are going to be little zombies and giants and aliens and uh, all these demonic infestation creatures that will be on the world scene. And that's just following Bible prophecy and uh, the tribulation period because we know that there's going to be uh, a lot of uh, creatures coming when the abyss is opened. And uh, that's supposed to be what CERN is, like opening up the abyss, opening up some portals to send in all these creatures. Um, and, you know, no one's protecting themselves with Oregon, so there's going to be very few pockets of protection in in the coming uh, persecution times where there's going to be these giants and, and zombies and demons on the earth. But, you know, nobody... I guess nobody in their right mind would, would want these beings to be on Earth causing havoc, wreaking havoc, but at least if you know that you've got a, a device to protect yourself from these events that could could not happen, then, you know, you shouldn't worry about them. Because, you know, it, it's sort of like a pop culture thing, um, preparing for zombie apocalypse. Got The Walking Dead on TV now. Um, I think they're in there, I don't know, season. I don't, I don't watch that crap. I don't even watch TV, but you know, it is a pop culture phenomenon to uh, talk about zombies, prepare for zombies. And if you mention zombies, um, if you mention Oregon water, being able to melt zombies, all you're going to get is, like, a question look and a scoff and a laugh. Like, you actually believe that crap? And, uh, you know, it sucks to them because they're not going to really, truly be prepared for the zombies. They're going to get their dose of Hollywood crap. We don't even know what zombies we're going to be getting. Because uh, I've noticed a trend in video games and Hollywood movies that there's going to be zombies that spit things at you. Um, I mean, this is in multiple video games. You know, they could just be borrowing and borrowing from other video games and comics and stuff. But I really do think that this is what's going to be um, real. You know, if you're going to prepare for zombies, you better prepare for all types of zombies, which happen to be the, the slow walkers. you got the fast ones, you got the um, got the ones that can spit shit at you, whether or not it uh, attracts more zombies or it's just it's acidic itself, like it, it burns you or it could cause you to turn if it gets into your bloodstream but um, there's you know, some zombies are going to roam in packs I had a dream, I've only had one dream um, regarding Oregon water and zombies but I was um, I actually got killed in my dream, but uh, I, I had an organ water gun. There were zombies. I shot one with, with a, you know, a sh- shot stream of water, and what it did was it stunned the zombie. It stopped it dead in its tracks, and then I shot another shot at it, and that shot was the one that melted its flesh. Hey, Dave, you back? Yeah. I was talking about zombies and CERN and Oregon. I was going to congratulate you. I, I gave you some time, and I come back, and you're talking about... Uh, yeah. Organized zombie nightmares, or something like that. Oh, yeah. See what happens when I leave it... you to yourself? Hmm? See what happens when I leave you to yourself? Yeah, I just started talking about what I know, you know. Now, did you use an organite squirt gun to kill these zombies? Mm-hmm. I was talking about how... Well, were you listening to everything? Because, I mean, no, I what I was saying was that um, it's a pop culture phenomenon to talk about preparing for zombies, but 
you mentioned using orangal water to prepare for zombies and it'll kill zombies, they're just going to get laughed at. You know, they don't want anything that radical, even though they're supposed to be talking about zombies that don't even exist, right? You know? Yeah. Well, we could, can we just admit something? Because everybody knows this now. I mean, if you have a conspiratorial mind, there is some obscure reason, which is not self-evident, that they are just pounding people, especially these younger generations, with uh, propaganda about zombies. Yeah. What does it all mean? It's desensitizing them to be murdered later. But I also think that um, it could be for real zombies. You know, I don't... I don't... I, think, I, I don't think it's either it. or. I think it's all of that stirred up. Yeah. Now, in my view, it actually has to do with destruction of mankind. Mm-hmm. It's a psyop. I mean, it's getting people desensitized, number one. Off, off the bat, you know, that they just want people to be viewed as uh, the walking dead, you know, targets to be shot at. Well, another thing, too, they're mocking um, the people's condition already. You know, if you listen to this show regularly, uh, especially some of the new stuff that I've talked about. We have a podcast that um, Java Ring tried to upload today, but he had problems with the TalkShoe server. And it's called uh, Delusionality is a Word, Part 1 and 2. And I went, I mean, there's no planning at all, but I basically just went off and um, made the case that mankind is delusional. And I, I even used a new word called delusionality, and then I looked it up, and um, it actually was a word. <laughs> That's a good word for mankind right now. But they're also mocking our condition right now. People have literally been zombified. You know, their mm-hmm. bodies may not be decomposing, but um, all their major up. psychic centers, everything's been shut down. They're not functioning. They're in a trance state, just, you know. Mm-hmm. It programmed to consume, you know, whether it's human yeah. flesh or anything else that's put in front of them. We're not trying to say human flesh literally, but it's not human flesh. But they uh, they used to have this little game back in the 70s called Pac-Man. They just go around and devour everything. That, that's what people were like. They just In Western society, they just go around and devour everything. And that's yeah. just perfectly acceptable. If you have more money, then you can devour more things. But what are you putting back into the earth over the course of the year that's significant? Stop thinking about that, Johnny. Because if you're not putting anything back, how many people are? And what this means is that mankind, you know, we're not greenies around here. You're the green earth type, you know, the mm-hmm. other earth guy. No, 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 we're not, we're not that. But this is basic common sense because we have to, stu- Christmas is supposed to be stewards of everything. So, you know, at least look at yourself and go, what am I doing on a significant level <clears throat> to help the earth over the course of a year? Well, if you're like most Christians, you're not, you're not doing anything. So at least just notice that. Because now let's expand a little bit. And, and what is humanity doing, uh, you know, Western society? You know what they're doing? They're raping the earth. You know, we talk about devolution. How long can this go on? You see? People just don't like to think about negative things. They just kind of assume that things can just keep spiraling down. It's like forever and ever, Johnny. If anything bad happens, it won't happen when I'm alive. It'll happen later because that makes me feel bad. I mean, we all, we all 
These are mind tricks, yeah. <clears throat> My friends, uh, <clears throat> they all uh, got a new video game last night. It just came out. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Dark Souls 2. It, and it's, it's called Scholar of the First Sin. Now, mm-hmm. what's the, what was the first sin, Dave? The first sin. What was the first sin? Well, that's the wrong question for me. You're talking about um, in the Genesis creation. That would be, um, according to the Illuminati, it would be eating the apple. Because, <laughs> I mean, I was under uh, the Eating the forbidden the first... fruit, which in the Book of Enoch says are white grapes. No one's... People don't hear about that very often. Well, you know what Sherry says, that um, Eve slept with Lucifer and uh, created Cain. So that first sin would have been a sexual sin, right? Hey, Johnny, when you go on the Sherry Shriner show, do you get on there and go, Dave says? No. I want you to do that that so you balance this thing out. Because if you're going to come on here and say Sherry says, then you've got to go on there and say Dave says. Well, I've I've said that before. Like, I I mentioned your name, but, uh, you know, I I haven't gone there and, and said that Dave said this. What do you think about that? Don't but she is having Dave a question answer, so. <laughs> That's the problem. No, no, she, knows, she knows who you are. She does. Well, yeah. I mean, you've contacted her before, right? No. Maybe? Oh, because uh, she knows you have a talk show. show hey, well, so. she probably ran into me on the Daniel Ott show. She probably noticed me. That would be the most logical place where she would discover Dave. Right? Mm-hmm. Because she's been a guest on there since the mid-90s. And if you go to iTunes or other play- places like Player FM, which a lot of people have not gone to, Player FM, that's a good place to see our podcast. Um, what will happen is you will put um, words in the search engine like Sherry Schreiner because you like Sherry Schreiner. And so what will happen is that uh, our podcast will pop up because we have a podcast with Sherry Schreiner in the title, not one but two. And guess who the guest was, Johnny? That would have been me. It was you. Mm -hmm. Talking to Ancient Lady. And then what happened later that night, we made three podcasts out of that. You got an introduction to Dave. Remember that? Yeah. We snuckered you in there. That was all an evil scheme. We used to do that. Connie would uh, bring these people in from Facebook. You know, they were like Facebook contacts. And uh, and I, I was in a different time zone, you know, so I'm just sitting there. I would be eating, usually. Just kind of sit there listening, you know. And I'd say hi, you know. Well, Dave's there. You know, okay, you know. And they'd be talking to Connie. And pretty soon... Uh, well, somebody would ask a question, and then Dave would answer it, and all of a sudden go, "Who? Jeez, man, what? Who's this guy?" You know. And then I'd, well, sometimes I just go to bed, and then I just start talking the latter part of these five-hour podcasts. But that's the way we used to do it. So that was the old style. You got to experience that <clears throat> because Connie would get these people in there, and uh, I'm very, very poor at uh, recruiting anything. Overly passive. Well, 
Um, I hope you didn't scare too much people with your zombie propaganda, which comes from Illuminati, of course. But uh, I'm going to buy. I'm going to scare some people here. I'm going to tie up some loose ends. So top to bottom, uh, I just want to say, you know, Jade Helm, fifteen. I mean, it means something, Johnny, because it always yeah. means something. Now, one of the main things that we have not done around here, because we do things spontaneously, you you want to convert uh, letters to numbers. If you do that, you will discover all kinds of things. So I bet that if you convert uh, the num- uh, the letters on uh, Jade Helm, it will probably be something that you don't necessarily have to understand. It, but it, it always has meaning because, see, they chose that mm-hmm. for some kind of esoteric purpose. So what I'm trying to say you can't always discover it. You know, it's interesting you have a, uh, a six there, one to five. Which, but um, here's where things get spooky. I mean, if you're paying attention, I mean, uh, you know, I talked with this other guy a couple nights ago, and he was, well, it was a few nights ago. Uh, I crashed this uh, Christian, uh, actually, conspiracy uh, podcast. I was surprised how conspiratorial the guy was. But he was trying to say that, um, you know, the Vatican's running the show, and um, I was emphasizing uh, the role of the British Empire, because I, I think they're ruling. But I agreed with him that behind the British Empire is the Vatican. But I was saying that there's also somebody behind them, you know. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're all into what the Jesuits did last week, you know. So anyway, I mean, if you're paying attention at all, you call it the Walmart principle, but I mean, um, you know, from our viewpoint, China is being used to gobble up this country, right right under our nose, why people sit in a manufactured trance state in front of their blinking screens. Yeah. A state of deep apathy. And mm-hmm. uh, not to mention all the psychotropic drugs. And they go back and shake the pastor's hand, and another week goes by. Um, China is buying this country up, but, you know, they say the queen is over here and she's buying property in Colorado. And in a legal court of law, the queen owns the Virginia company. That's what this fake country is, is a corporation. Uh-huh. And uh, it's all about levels of hierarchy, you know, different tiers. Yeah. So China is kind of like um, the queen. It's not something to get excited about because, you know, there's black magicians behind all this, uh, and they're the ones that really own it. And uh, it's these different tiers, and you go behind the whole thing, and what does the Bible say? Well, it says the gold and silver is mine, and it says in um, Revelation chapter 5 that all... You know, glory, wisdom, power, wealth, everything has been given to guess who? The Son of God. Okay? So you really need to go to the top, and uh, God owns everything. And uh, it says in Proverbs 16:4 that God made everything for himself, even the wicked for the day of evil. Because God's got a cosmic drama going here. And a uh, few people are grasping it. But he owns all the props and the stage and uh, everything else. He's the one that's running the show. 
not the devil. So I think, Johnny, uh, you you know what jade is, don't you? By the way, I've got a great big block of jade. I mean, it's big. And it's sitting on my my right side over here. It's a beautiful color, and uh, it's kind of a... A raw shape. It is rectangular. That is a very healing stone. And you should know, because we talked about um, the properties of the color orange having to do with frequency, but the color green is a healing stone. And jade, remember, everything has to do with frequency. Jade, traditionally, historically, has had to do with inducing wisdom. I used to have a really big, nice, greenish-white jade ring. It was really gaudy-looking. and uh, But it eventually broke. But anyway, jade is historically associated with uh, China. Did you know that? Yeah, I mentioned that. So we have to consider the possibility that jade is a covert reference to China. Mm-hmm. Has this struck you before? Yeah, I mentioned that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Like well, Jade Helm, China at the front, you know, taking the reins. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have the word helm there, um, like the helm of a ship. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe they're trying to say covertly that China is steering something, you know, I don't know. Um, if that reduces to a six, if that's what they mean by that, the 15, uh, I don't think it's just, well, that's a six, and they put it in there because they love sixes. No, it's going to be, I don't think you can figure it out unless something happens that makes it obvious, you know, looking back on an event. Hey, there it was, you know. Jade Helm 15 was um, predictive programming, but you kind of have to have the event have to happen. So I, I just wanted to point that out. And um, let me see here. You know, the thing with the asteroid scare, that sounds really uh, far out, my view on asteroids. But I'm most people are not aware of this. But I, there's significant evidence they did not believe in asteroids in the ancient world. It's something... Now, Dave. Yeah. You would agree that, uh, I mean, even NASA. Um, I mean, well, what I'm trying to say is that, I mean, NASA, like... Totally fake, right? Well, you got to be careful yeah. on things totally fake. Um, okay, okay, that's what I want to know. I just, I just wanted to, I wanted to know that you didn't think that way. No, I don't believe NASA is totally fake. It, it has a purpose. Okay. Um, they have to function so they can put rusty tin cans up in the air and uh, fake everybody out. So it's a real viable uh, institution, Johnny. Didn't you know that? The uh, rocketry industry is largely fake. Because uh, my understanding is rockets can only go so high. Uh, this is a huge subject we haven't really talked about very much. Uh, I don't think I want to go into it right now. But it's there for public consumption, just like the um, political arena. Everything is not what it appears to be. We've said before that uh, supposedly every major move that uh, NASA makes has to do with some kind of obscure glorification of the uh, Egyptian goddess Isis and the god uh, Osiris. This is supposed to be proven through um, 
sacred geometry and uh, movements of the constellations and uh, numerology and things like that where you see these redundant patterns. But unfortunately, a lot of this is promoted by uh, obvious agents that appear on the Coast to Coast AM show, mm -hmm. like uh, Richard Hoaxland, whose real name is Richard Hoagland. And uh, what I'm saying is that there's a significant amount of what he's saying is true, uh, but there's also a considerable amount of the things that he's saying that are absolutely not true. Let's take an example. Uh, for years, he's been uh, droning on and on about the significance of the 19.5 parallel. You ever heard this before? 19.5. And, of course, you've heard of the 33-degree no. parallel. Now, it is true that the Illuminati has done significant things historically, and some of these are these, you know, these ritual psyops that they tr they troll out there for the public on the 33rd degree parallel. Mm -hmm. Now, it's interesting also that um, Jerusalem is on the 33rd degree parallel. So now it appears that we're, we're, we're bringing God into this. And, um, of course, we've talked about how, quote-unquote, sacred geometry, uh, well, God is the great architect. I mean, they talk about that in Freemasonry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the UFO cult down there in San Diego that uh, they committed suicide. There was, well, here you go. You want to talk numbers? There was supposedly 39 of them that died. You were talking about this cult a while back, I think. I'm trying to think of their name. I can't think of their name right now. Um, the Heaven's Gate cult. Okay, that's um, what I thought you were talking about. Supposedly, they did the first um, nuclear test on the 33rd degree parallel. Um, Roswell, I believe, is on yeah. the 33rd degree parallel. Yeah. Now, I could be wrong about that, but if that's wrong, I don't think it is. There's something else down there, like uh, Dulcie or yeah, something my, that is. My friend Mike, my friend Mike was down there. He, he told me that before. Okay, here's what happens when you gain a little bit of knowledge. Do you know that all of these latitudes are only compatible with a perfectly spherical Earth joint? Perfectly spherical. <laughs> what happens if you modify that perfectly spherical Earth? What's going to happen to your 33rd degree parallel? Crashes. <laughs> doesn't exist anymore, and neither does 19.5. You know what this is like? Well, Richard Hoagland, or excuse me, Hoaxland, he put out a um, very influential work called The Monuments of Mars. We've talked about this before, too. And it's amazing how many people have fallen for this, as if it's some kind of irrefutable fact. We're talking about these cities on Mars, Right? Mm -hmm. Well, how do we know these things are there, these monuments? When I talk about cities, I'm talking about, you know, they're, they're destroyed, the remnants, you know, they're not, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, there's this face on Mars. That's the most famous thing. And you have these pyramids. And uh, 
what is this based on? Well, it's it's based on uh, imagery that comes from an institution. And uh, do you trust that institution, Johnny, to tell you the truth? <laughs> this is absurd. How many people fell for this? We're talking about digital imagery. Do you know how much digital imagery you can trust? A big fat zero. Especially if it comes from these notorious institutions that are lying to us systematically right down the line. Why would you want to believe these things? If you haven't figured out how to think straight. See? There really is something to learn how to think straight. So you need to figure out that um, the Earth is not a perfect sphere. Uh, because if it's not, these things all become absurdities. And it becomes what we call Tier 2 propaganda uh, for people to get all excited about, you know, and buy these books at uh, Barnes & Noble and uh, waste their money. But, yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate that we live in a world <clears throat> where you can actually infallibly prove the existence of a UFO with a quote-unquote photograph. You just can't do it because it's too easy to fake things now, see? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more complex than that, but since we're not focusing the show on that, I'll just kind of move on. That's what happens when you start to think straight. It's not so much fun anymore, Johnny. See, all these delusions, um, they're highly sensational. You know, because well, I know things that other people don't. Uh, yeah, you do, but you're deluded as well. Okay, so I wanted to say just a simple basic fact that what we're trying to say is that everybody is implanted. Are they implanted with a quote-unquote chip? Is that what they believe? No. Some people have them. As a general rule, these are you know more advanced biochips. And by the way, you can neutralize these things. <clears throat> and... Uh, with, um, I'm trying to remember, because, uh, you know, pH balance is really important, but you change the pH balance, you could just Google that. But there's a method to destroy chips, assuming that there is a chip, and you use a magnet, uh, a strong enough magnet, uh, as far as I know. But anyway, this... um stuff that they're putting in everybody can be neutralized by magnet therapy. And uh, I tried this myself, and I actually noticed the difference. And so what Dave does, he, he walks around every day with a magnet in his left pocket and three magnetic bracelets on his left wrist because I experienced the difference. And, uh, you know, it works as an ongoing basis because you are constantly infecting yourself, according to this belief. Because this stuff, in my opinion, is, is everywhere. The food, the water, the air, you can't get away from it. Everybody's infected. And this is just a theory, and that's why you don't have to... You know, people are not going to listen to this podcast and lose sleep. This is something that is so off the charts that people can't relate to it. They don't want to relate to it. I don't blame them. You know what I mean? And the only reason I'm telling you this is because um, 
basically I wanted to say it so people know, and it's kind of weird. It's like, why have I had problems communicating this? Because I've had impediments three times. One time the show went down, because I don't necessarily assume it's Illuminati. I've actually seriously considered, because see, I digressed earlier on this show, and I almost didn't communicate it again. So there's some kind of external forces acting upon my brain or whatever, and I'm trying to say that I'm seriously considering if it's wonderful Scott. You know? What we've tried to do is actually seek the Lord's counsel. You know, should we talk about this? Talk about that. We've been told no a lot of times. So who knows? I haven't asked God about that, I don't think. If I did, I forgot. But... um, so anyway, I think everybody is quote unquote implanted, but it is not, uh, you know, with like these chips. And uh, it's not really that important. It's uh, it's going to affect your health. I can speak about that personally because I've experienced it. And uh, there's a website out there that you can Google uh, that talks about this kind of thing. Uh, well, there was actually a coast to coast AM show about how you can neutralize this stuff with uh, with magnets. Uh, the way you want to find that is looking up Mark Gellin's disease. Okay. And that is going to be a term that's created by Illuminati to create confusion. Okay. That's what this has to do with. That's what they call it, Mark Gellin's disease. And I'm saying that at some level or not, everybody's infected with this. And uh, when when it takes over the body, this is what doctors do. Then they slap a label on it and go, "Oh, you have you have cancer." Because Johnny, you know that everybody has cancerous cells, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't know that. Um, I think you've mentioned that before. Yeah, but everybody's in, infected with Morgellons. It's just whether it's significant or not. And uh, if it becomes significant, if it takes over, then we they call it Ellen's disease. Now, I believe this is this stuff is coming down in the chemtrails. See, and uh, there's no escape from that. That's you're going to create your own little environment and uh, stay there, not go outside. So. I want to wrap up another loose end. Um, you know, I thought, uh, hey, Johnny, be careful with your, your north background noise there. <laughs> well, your audio just sounds horrible. Don't say anything from now on. <laughs> hey, your 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 audio is is it's corrupted. Are you falling asleep or what? Can you hear me now? Okay, now you sound a little bit better, but it still sounds horrible. Uh, sorry, I'm making orgone. He's outside making orgone. No, I'm not outside, but I'm making orgone. Somebody will listen to this and go, these guys are clueless. They don't know the, the, the proper terminology between orgone and organite. Well, Johnny knows what organite is, but he he, 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 he likes to call it orgone anyway. And I actually do myself. But... Okay. It's, it's, more, it's, it's a positive organ generator. Not, you know, just call it Oregon. Yeah. Where Oregon is the energy itself. Organite is the, the technology, if you want to call it that. 
Okay, so we have this uh, zombie apocalypse, and uh, we have a concept that um, very few people, including myself, can uh, wrap their head around, mainly because they, they don't have the desire. I mean, who, who wants to be motivated even and comprehend something like this, that God would destroy almost all of humanity? What people need to understand is the God that you worship has already done this. And we like to put our head in the sand and pretend that God was not involved with um, destroying pregnant women in the flood. Okay? But just don't think about that. Or little children who most Christians believe are innocent. Quote, unquote. Okay? Uh-huh. Because uh, they don't understand the ancient view uh, of Scripture. Nobody's innocent, and um, and they killed everybody else. They, you know, the, the animal, animals destroyed all these cute little. Think about all the cute little animals that are out there. Uh huh. Little baby, uh, you know, bunny rabbits. Think how cute those are. Isn't that horrible to destroy those? Yeah. Did they do anything wrong? Well, God destroyed everything. <clears throat> that could be destroyed by water. He already did that. So we've got a problem here, because that's uh, what we call the Christian God. This is one of the reasons why non-Christians cannot relate to this God uh, or the Bible. There are problems, okay? And I believe in the... uh, Well, I don't believe in a universal flood. Naturally, Dave is going to hold to a middle position, Johnny. One extreme is the universal flood. The other position is a local flood, and uh, Dave holds to a near universal flood. And I'm actually not even 100% certain that that's the truth. That's just I'm just saying that's. I've held all these positions, by the way. Isn't that something? So I'm right smack in the middle right now. Anyway, <clears throat> here's something I want people to think about. Okay, God's already done this, so you can't say. That... And by the way, um. If God's talking about doing this again, we've rolled out this scripture, Zephaniah 1, verses 2 and 3. And if you look at it there, Zephaniah 1, verses 2 and 3, you will see two things that are more severe than Noah's flood. He kill, He's going to kill the birds uh, and the fish because this is a cataclysm of fire and the, the, the oceans will be superheated. Okay, that's worse than Noah's flood. Now I believe that that happened in the first century. But here's my point. Um, you know, in Isaiah 24, it says the earth will be burned up, and very few will be left. Now, whatever you may think of this, this is some time beyond Noah's flood. Let's make it that simple. Just take it literally. You know what I mean? not going to spiritualize it. So the Bible is prophesying there's going to be a massive um, <clears throat> destruction of mankind. Again, you see, because most of the time we say, well, that happened in Noah's flood, but, you know, God gave us a rainbow and it's never going to happen again. Well, it's not going to happen by water. Okay? And it says in... Um, Isaiah 13, that I will make man as rare as the gold of Ophir. 
And in Jeremiah 4, according to my belief, Jeremiah saw a vision of the uh, post-cataclysmic state. And he says, I looked and there was there was no men. He didn't see anybody. And I said before, this is because they were um, surviving in caves. Like it says three different times in Isaiah chapter 2. God actually speaks to the people and he says, go and hide yourself in the caves, in the rocks. You know what I mean? We talked about this before. Okay? So what I'm trying to say is that in the past, before we got to this uh, technological era, which really has to do with the latter part of the uh, 20th century, um, the only way that God could destroy mankind is through some kind of natural cataclysm. Of course. Okay? But I'd like to point out right now, he doesn't need to do that anymore. Nobody's talking about this. Okay? Now, again, I'm saying that... um, this cataclysm of fire happened in the uh, first century, and that that, cat, that cataclysm is more severe than Noah's flood, and it's actually more severe than what's going to happen in the future, because that's what Jesus actually taught. I pointed out before. <clears throat> what I'm saying now is that um, he doesn't need to have a natural cataclysm to destroy mankind. He can use it through technology. You see? And that's uh-huh. what I'm trying to say, because that's that's the thing that I had a hard time wrapping my head around, was that he would use technology, you see, that he would use secondary causes, that he would use available means. And uh, so that's, that's where we're headed here. And uh, so people need to understand, you know, that God would never do something like that. Well, he, he already did. So it's too, it's too late for that. Because there doesn't appear to be any compassion there. So anyway, um, I mean, the Bible clearly teaches these things, and so uh, people are not thinking about a massive worldwide cataclysm. They need to open up their Bible and realize that it's in there. So you've got to put on a timeline. People are just ignoring this. I'm placed in the first century. So anyway, before we go, uh, I've got to shut this down. Uh, I want to go over what I mentioned really quickly about the advanced technology, you know, the open-ended technology. You can't put a limit on what they have because you don't know, okay? This would relate to implants. Notice you're seeing over and over and over again the way that they represent, you know, well, you have a chip, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is outdated technology, which which they're using. Like these nightclubs over in Europe. Uh, where these uh, young adults are getting themselves chipped so they can get in a nightclub more easily. And this is something that's highly publicized, you see. It has to do with conditioning. Mm-hmm. They're not going to talk about the high tech that uh, is in, in everybody and is virtually undetectable. You can tell that something is there when you neutralize it with magnet therapy and you feel way better, okay, because there's something there. Another example is CERN. Um, I'll talk about HARP first. I've mentioned HARP before, but HARP technology is just, it's tier two propaganda. I mean, it's its, it's real. It's up in Alaska. And uh, I'm not even sure if it's running anymore because they talk about shutting it down. But if you look at um, the conspiracy community, I mean, there's just, they're constantly, okay, play on words, they're harping on and on about HARP. 
You know what I mean? I mean, I've got a book called Angels, Don't Play This Harp, and uh, I think the guy that wrote it was an agent. And he's the son of a politician. You should be immediately suspicious right there. Uh, but what, what they're basically trying to do is they try to get you to focus on harp, and that's why you have to do research and push through these veils. Because if you do that, you will realize, well, hold it here. This technology is, is all across America. You know what I mean? We call it a harp technology. And, of course, you go back to what I mentioned earlier. They've got technology that's far advanced to this kind of thing, but they're always trying to you know, blame it on harp or focus on harp. You see? This is what they do with people. It's they're compartmentalizing information. Because we talked about before, in order for propaganda to be effective, it must be simple. Okay? So that's what I'm saying they're doing with CERN. CERN is similar to HARP, but not exactly the same. It's like, look at CERN. Watch CERN. Be concerned about CERN. CERN is going to do this. CERN is going to do that. Watch out for CERN. And I talked uh, about this with a spirit cleaner. Now, he knows a lot more about CERN than I do. I'm, I'm good with the big picture. It's obvious to me that they're doing this because you ask yourself this one basic question. Do they have technology that's far advanced of CERN? Of course. But notice how they never show you anything above CERN. So either that's the level of technology or it isn't. Well, if it's not, then it becomes obvious that that's all you're going to get, boys and girls. See that? And do you really believe, Johnny, they don't have anything superior to CERN? Of course they do, but they're not going to show it to you, are they? So that means that it's a form of propaganda for, for public consumption, and it's just like harp. Now, I believe that there are significant things that are going on with CERN that are esoteric. A lot of it's you know, symbolic, ritualistic, okay? But I'm talking mainly here about the, you know, the, uh, the technological aspects. People need to realize this. They're being taken for a ride. Let's take another example, which we mentioned, blue beam technology. Blue beam technology, you know, they're not really advancing it. They're not, you know, it's holographic. Notice they just, they're like stuck on the same level, like 1980s. This, this is absurd. You know what I mean? So, yeah, they've got te technology that's far in advance of blue beam. Are you hearing about it? No. Actually, that kind of technology is not really comprehensible by the common human brain. And that's one of, the, one of the reasons, not the main reason, but one of the one of the main reasons, by the way, is because it's secret. You don't have the privilege to hear about it. And but uh, you, you couldn't comprehend it anyway. So they are not motivated at any level to try to communicate to the common person that there is advanced technology above blue beam. They're still stuck. Same thing, you know, the fake Jesus coming in the clouds and get everybody whipped up. Now, it, the same thing is with the nuclear technology, which I mentioned before. So I'm just emphasizing it. So we got one, two, three, four, five data points. And I'm trying to point out, these people get stuck in, in these modes, and they cannot rise above it. You see? There is nobody in the public sector that can put a limit on the kind of technology that they have. We simply don't know. And we need to understand that. We have this desire to know and to put labels and, and, and create borderlines. And uh, here's what they have. You know, we don't know. But if you're thinking correctly, you know, learning how to think straight about Illuminati technology, whatever they have is going to be beyond what 
conspiracy community talking about. So that would apply to nuclear technology. You see? Sure. They've got um, nuclear technology or something superior to it uh, that's, that's far advanced. And I'm just going to put a simple term on it call it clean weapon, whatever that is. It may not even be. It doesn't have to be nuclear. Nuclear, all nuclear, um, you know, as far as the dirty bomb stuff like that, I mean, because you, you're assuming they have a clean nuclear weapon. I actually am. But it didn't need to be, quote-unquote, nuclear what they used in uh, Japan. You know what I'm going to say as a deep conspiracist? I don't know what they used, but I do know one thing. Now, even this is an opinion to somebody with a fakeologist mindset. Whatever it was, it was clean because it didn't do what it was supposed to do to future generations of Japan. And that means that we got psyoped. Because they gave us all this fear-mongering propaganda about what would happen to you know future generations and geographical areas that were exposed to that high dosage of nuclear radiation. Ask yourself this question: Was that true? Because they were totally freaking people out in the 1950s, you know, with the Cold War propaganda. No, it was false. You see, because Japan has thrived decade after decade. After they blew off those, um, those, assuming that they were two weapons, so they lied to us, and they're doing the same thing with Fukushima. It's basically fake. And notice how they're saying, "Oh, now it's the West Coast, and it's ruining our every, you know, the water and the food." And it's just fear mongering. And one of the identifying ways you can tell is uh, once you figure out these agents out there. There's the ones that are pushing it. Okay? So i got to wrap this up, man. All right. And uh, what time is it over there with you? 3.25? Um, 3.24. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fifth Age uh, Wizard, he stuck with us all night, so he fell asleep, and uh, he's getting this all programmed into his subconscious. Cause I guarantee he's sleeping. So uh, he got his dose of a deep conspiracy sphere monitoring. <laughs> well, I'm going to let you go, Johnny, okay? All right, thanks, thanks for having me on, dude. Uh, I'll listen to this podcast sometime and see uh, how you did with your zombie apocalypse while I was gone, all right? Oh, yeah. Okay, there's a lot of stuff you'll probably be really surprised to hear. Maybe I'll stop by tonight on, or tomorrow night on uh, Full Fledged Show. Are you going to host that show? Yeah. Yeah, I, I tried to stop by last time, but uh, the chat room was only around for an hour, and I didn't even see it. So Anyway, we'll let you go, Johnny. We appreciate you, okay? Okay. Thanks for having right. me, dude. Take care, man. And uh, don't lose any sleep over this. Okay. Just remember, it's all fake. Okay? All right. <laughs> all right, man. Goodbye, everybody. Good night, dude.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.